The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Tony Darn, and not to it but to do it, brother. Let's... Row. In a world where Carolina Panthers fans have an insatiable thirst for Panthers news and opinions, only one podcast roars ferociously. It's the C3 Panthers Podcast. Come on in and take a seat, Panther fans, to the longest-running Panthers podcast on the internet. Cody, let's try that branding graphic while we're here, the one I just made, and see how it works. My name's Tony Dunn. It's the C3 Panthers podcast brought to you by CarolinaCatChronicles.com, where every Tuesday night we chop up the latest Panthers news and opinions from the fan perspective. Today was the trade deadline for the NFL. Uh, The Panthers were not uh, a part of it, which is good. I think for a lot of fans who are kind of trying to find some stability and some direction going forward, but we've got news about Brian Burns uh, and how the Rams offered two first round picks for him. This is the second team, or maybe it's the same team coming back at it again. We don't know, but we do confirm that the Rams were interested in Brian Burns. There have been moves around the league and the Carolina Panthers fortunately were not a part of it. On top of that, we've got reactions to uh, the Panthers' loss against the Atlanta Falcons. And most importantly, we'll be asking, can the Carolina Panthers vie for the NFC South? And will Steve Wilkes uh, earn the head coaching job in the process? Right now, The and that's the name of the show. Well, the name of the show, Cody, what is it officially? It looks a little different. The name of our show tonight is can the Carolina Panthers and Steve Wilkes still vie for the NFC South? Huge show tonight, man. Look, uh, so many different discussion points. Are we tanking? Are we still competing in the NFC South? We didn't trade anyone, so what does this front office think about this team? What do the teammates think about this team? And Tony Dunn, what do the best Panther fans in all of YouTube, think about this team. You already know know them and love them. Our guys, Drew, Hector, Macho, Camacho, James Island Panther, Jay Prey, Jeff R., Joey the Blind Panther, Esquivel, John B. Jenkins, Michael Johnson, Pad One Panther, Panther Pickle, Panthers are Kings, Smells Like Blue, and Skunk Ape. Mysteries. Tony Dunn, ain't nothing to it but to do it, brother. Let's roll. Fantastic night to be uh, part of the show. The number's 252-228-5098. We'd like to hear your thoughts and opinions on the Carolina Panthers and the NFL. What we're going to do going forward is Panero, no dinero the bl- to blame. Can Steve Wilkes win this job? Is Akima Kwanu the guy? The guy. And it turns out, it seems like he already is. And uh, 
Hopefully everybody had a nice, happy thing, uh, Halloween. I did not see any Carolina Panther player outfits, which was interesting. In the past, I always felt like you always saw NFL players dressing up. So we've got that plus more to talk about um, the refs as Cody Lack and Greg like to talk about it. I'd like, I mean, Cody Lack, Cody Dizzle. I'd like to welcome in the other guys. Hey, not just because they're below us does not mean they are less than us. Greg, the bat daddy, the stat daddy, the coolest dude with the coolest beard. Welcome back to the C3 Panthers podcast. And he's muted. Hey, that's why I'm on the bottom right there. That's why never fails. <laughs> no, I appreciate never. it, man. It's definitely getting stronger. We were talking about that before the show, but uh, I, I'm I'm uh, I'm kind of surprised to see no movement for Carolina on this trade day, but I'm not upset with it at all because I like the nucleus that we have. I definitely wouldn't want to get rid of Brian Burns. The only trade I could have thought of that in my mind I would have liked would have been the Chubb one but it would have depended on what you had to do to give up. You know, yeah, well, it turns out it was a first and a fourth, and we're not really interested have, in yeah. dealing that. Maybe we're not even – we're sellers, if anything, not buyers, in my opinion. But um, right. I think this is that, uh, you know, who we had to offer is kind of important to our identity going forward. So I think that really um, what we did was the correct move. Code Dizzle, Cody, the man with the golden pipes. The new, he's going to be a father. He's already a father. The man who just cuts it under the radar, just like Tony usually does. How are you doing, my friend? Oh, man. Living dreams, man. Uh, Just happy to be here. Made it just in time for the show. I thought I was going to be a little late, and uh, we were a little late getting started, so that worked out perfectly as I joined in, and we get to talk about the Carolina Panthers and whether or not this is a lost season or if, in fact, we have something to fight for and the lack of activity on our uh, on our GM's part with regard to moving personnel through that trade deadline tells me they're in it to win it this year, boys. In it to win it. Well, can they or are they out of it will be one of the questions we ask. The number is 252-228-5098. Do not forget, tonight's show is sponsored by Manscaped. Look, I got one of their fresh, beautiful, wonderful T-shirts on right now. Uh, so comfortable. Manscaped is the premier male grooming product, name brand, company. It is, um, I mean, you can't beat it. Manscaped, use the promo code PANTHERS. Uh, you get 20% off plus free shipping, and you get the opportunity to get cool stuff like this. If you got hairy nose, a hairy nose, I always get these nose hairs right here on the left side of my nose, and they just pop. So you have two options. You can do the old rip and tug where your eyes water like crazy. Pulling nose hairs is immediate. No fun. Eye eye watering. So you can get this weed whacker and take care of that without the pain. You can get the lawnmower 4.0 in case you get busy and make a baby like CK did. You need to be ready. You need to be prepared. You need to be clean cut, ready to go at a moment's notice. And like Greg, Greg said, your beard is hair as well, right? You got to take care of all of your body, not just the hair on your head, but you got to make sure you're clean and cool and refreshed below the belt. And you can do that with this wonderful crop preserver. This is the stuff that is made. This, this has saved lives, folks. This is like spam 
for the Russians <laughs> in World War II, in the modern world, in North Carolina in the summertime. This will keep you clean. Manscaped, the premier uh, male grooming products, use the promo code PANTHERS, 20% off plus free shipping. Let's go ahead and jump into the show. Um, what's up first, Cody? Let's see. This is uh, the Carolina Panthers are coming off a loss where really an opportunity uh, to not really an opportunity. It was it was an opportunity. The Carolina Panthers uh, go into Atlanta and uh, somehow strangely under 500 are vying uh, for NF for first in the NFC South um, played one of their I don't say the defense played one of its best games, but man, they've been playing football that can win games right now. The offense has put up more points. I think probably the most points in like five years, it felt like. I wonder, actually, can we look that up? The last time the Carolina Panthers scored, what, 34? And had 400-plus yards offense. I know that if we had scored, this would have won us any other game this year. Any (laughs) other game except for this one this year, our offensive production would have won with this. Yeah, we, we gave up some points this week. Um. But look, is the Panthers are playing football that's good enough to win. Um, one of the greatest plays in Panther history uh, occurred in this game. P.J. Walker throws a bomb. I mean, this is we said that P.J. Walker had a cannon, a bazooka, and mm-hmm. you saw it on display. Moving to his left, this guy uh, just throws this giant giant ball i mean this is crazy like it's a hail mary but not a hail mary because it wasn't like oh i mean this was a pass it was a straight up pass on the money dj moore catches this to tie the game celebrating rips off his helmet and jumps into the crowd right and uh Man, where I'm sitting there going, we won. This is it. I thought we won. Sadly, it just tied the game up. Uh, and because of penalties and different things, the Carolina Panthers then uh, forced to, where well, they miss a extra point, go into overtime, and uh, ultimately will lose the game because of a missed field goal and some other things right there is at least um, the boy Koo went and won the game for the Atlanta Falcons. I saw my friend today at work, and he goes, that was the most Panther game of Panther games. The most Panther finish of Panther finishes. It's a Cardiac Cats game. The Cardiac Cats are back. Excitement was in the air in the postgame show. And I am telling you, man, look, even Patrick Mahomes is drooling over P.J. Walker's Hail. I don't think it's a Hail Mary. I don't think it's, I wouldn't call that a Hail Mary. I just feel like that's a go route and he threw it as far as he could and DJ went and got it. It's a hell DJ. Go <laughs> DJ. That's what that is. Why is it different than a Hail Mary? I've heard a lot of people say this today. Like, uh, Hail Marys are, that's 60 something yards in the air. That's a Hail Mary. That's, that's further. Well, I feel like a Hail Mary is like you just throw it up to a group of players and pray that someone comes down with it. I mean, let's this be real. This was like think on the money was yeah. running down there. Like the players weren't there waiting for it. Okay. I get what you're saying there. Yeah. It was well, almost it, like the longest football pass. Actually, it is the longest through the air pass in the NFL this season. Yeah, and it's actually since since the NGS era, it's the first sub fifteen percent percentage of like a completion pass 
to bring a more than 75% win percentage after the completion. So it's like the least likely catch to give you the most most likely win. win. And guess what? That it's like one of the most unlikely catches ever in history. And uh, on top of that, uh, the irony of that is the catch was made, the pass was completed, and the game was lost. So the highest probability failed and the lowest probability won. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, and and, uh, shout out to Patrick Mahomes. He literally said it has to be one of the best throws of this year and not even close. And how could you even argue with that, man? Look, look, we have seen that P.J. Walker has some dog in him, man. Like, we've been so hard on P.J. for the interceptions and stuff in, in his past, but we have forgotten about all the turmoil that that quarterback room has been through. Bringing in Sam Darnold bringing in Cam Newton. Now you draft Matt Corral. Then Baker Mayfield. Then it's like this man has never gotten a chance to really have the ball be in his hand for a consistent amount of time. And I feel like now that Steve Wilkes has finally given him that opportunity, you're starting to see the best out of P.J. Walker. Mm -hmm. Is he a perfect quarterback? No, not by any means. Who is? But what PJ has is something that we've said about him for a long time. The propensity to push the ball downfield and get the ball into the hands of our playmakers. And that's what the Carolina Panthers offense has been sorely missing for three years now. Now we can get the ball to DJ Moore. Now we can get the ball to LaVishka Chanel and Terrace Marshall Jr. and our tight ends. And it's like now you're seeing what this offense when it's clicking at a high clip, it's capable of. We're running the football with Deontay Foreman, really proving his worth to this football team, and we can push the ball downfield. This is the most versatile Panthers offense that I can remember in honestly years now. No, I, uh, I want to say, look, is that uh, there's two things I'm going to caution you with, PJ. Is uh, One, I think... I want. I don't want to use recency bias, but I feel like DJ has. I mean, DJ PJ has shown us that he can do this before, right? Like he's come in to games and played better than other people on the team. I mean, he did that the Detroit year. You know, I mean, he has played well at times. Um, but I don't want to think that like all of a sudden, like oh, because we put him in this right situation that we caught. The next, I don't know, um, Tom Brady or um, Jake DeLome. I would, I would caution that. And then the other thing I want to kind of caution or is I think the interception narrative may be overblown. Right now he has got uh, – how many touchdowns did he throw in this game? One. One? Because Deontay Foreman had three rushing touchdowns. What's his career uh, – let me see. His career – Stats. I know he has uh, more interceptions than. Um, but here is the thing: he had one game where he had three picks last year, and right. I, think, I, think I feel right. like that skews his numbers because he's had a limited opportunity. Then you kind of put him in a bad situation last year, and kind of said go and like, and he was like over trying with no reps, no practice. Mm-hmm. And it was a bad game. So if he had, I think he had eight picks. Yeah, I think he had four. 
Oh, sorry. Uh, so yeah, and after last week he had nine. Right. But before last week he had eight and what four touchdowns, eight. Yeah. Yeah, he's five and nine now, career. Five touchdowns, nine interceptions. He's a one-pick-a-game guy, except for that three-interception game, which I feel like made it, um, you know, it, made a, it makes us think he is more prone to turning the ball over than maybe he really is. Um, my, my argument, is, so I agree with that, but I also think what start is this? Like his fifth or sixth start in the NFL? In his yeah. entire career, this is his fifth or sixth start, right? So we can't be like, and this is coming from one of his biggest criticizers, right? When we saw what he did in preseason, what he did last year, even when he was winning games, it wasn't uh, super uh, convincing, right? There were some flashes. There were some things that we thought that were really uh, appealing, but there was nothing that was like, you know what? This guy is the guy moving forward. But the other part of this is the dude hasn't really been given an opportunity either. Sure, and now sure. you, you see what that opportunity, he had his first start against the Rams, right? Shitty situation. Um, he's coming in, the coach just got fired, uh, and, and they're still trying to figure out what they are, right? Um, then he comes in the next week going up against uh, Tom Brady and the Bucks, and has an incredible game. He comes down this week. Uh, and he has a rough first half. It wasn't fantastic. He was overthrowing some people. He wasn't on target very, as much, but he settled in, and the dude did everything he could to win that game. Like, when I'm willing to give the dude the benefit of the doubt and let him sure, have an sure. opportunity yeah. to be the guy. Am I ready to crown him? No. But I'll tell you what, he's shown us a hell of a lot more than the first-round picks that we've had on this team in the past three years. Right. Right, and also, don't you love him more than players? Like, just from a capability perspective, more than a Taylor Heineke, more oh, than totally, a Kyle totally, Allen. Totally. Like, and, and by the way, way more than Sam Darnold and Baker Mayfield. Mm -hmm. Like, how many people think that that catch that we're getting ready to talk about here soon, so that way we can have our post-mortem on this catch and then leave it in the past where it belongs. But what other quarterback outside of maybe a prime Cam Newton is coming anywhere close to making that throw in clutch time like P.J. Walker did. I'm like sorry, Justin Herbert. I mean, hell, he hasn't been a Panther. Yeah, he hasn't been a Panther. Yeah, he hasn't been a Panther. I don't even know if my Mahomes got the arm like, straight. You're not convincing me that any other quarterback that has suited up for the Carolina Panthers is even remotely capable of that. You don't think so, Cam could have done that? No, he said oh, Cam first. Like a okay, prime good, that's Cam right. Newton. Yeah, okay. Maybe he does it, but oh, he could have done that, it back in twenty thirteen. Hey, don't tell me does does you know because that was a long throw, and I know Jake was a gunslinger. Y'all think Jake Delone makes that throw? No, I don't know if he could throw it that far, but no, he, he does. That, that Jake Delone does have the longest Super Bowl completion touchdown completion and right. and Super Bowl history, right? That's so why I mean, I like eighty five, and my, you know, I mean, he's but it wasn't he was all air. he yeah, right. Yeah. That's the thing is, no, Delone didn't have that type of arm strength, but Delone uh, wasn't scared, man. That was no. the thing is that mug once he started to feel himself, he and believe in himself, he took shots. I want to bring this up. Is there, there can't be a better circumstance for PJ Walker than what's happening right now. No. I mean, there cannot be a better scenario. In so many ways, I thought this was a scenario to start the season that he would not be on the team, right? I thought that that was just right. going to be eventually, he was going to be edged out. Not only do you have Sam Darnold, unless you're just going to cut him and eat the money, but they tried to do this competition. 
Um, then you can bring in Baker Mayfield. You've traded for these guys. There's the pedigree. There's the experience in some ways that you wanted if you're Matt Rule and you're trying to save your job. Then you draft Matt Corral. Look, Matt Corral gets hurt. Sam Darnold gets hurt. Baker Mayfield stinks. P.J. Walker comes in. Matt Rule gets fired. Well, Matt Rule gets fired. Then P.J. Walker comes in and is seizing the moment. Here's the thing that's awesome about this is P.J. Walker, this is why it's the best-case scenario for him, is that do I believe that he's going to secure a starting position for the Carolina Panthers or on another team? I'm going to say that I believe that's below 50% right now. I don't, I don't, I'm not ready to say it. He has more games though to really add to his case, right? Like, I mean, he's got a good nine more games to make you make the argument against it harder and harder to make. But what he's already done in two games, and if he can finish out the season in a respectable manner, is secure himself in the Jacoby Brissett category, the respected backup quarterback who is going to have a place in this league for some time go even like maybe like geno smith type stuff you know what i'm saying is like he has gone from a guy who is probably not going to be playing football ever you know have a hard time finding his place on a roster to now being um making maybe he can make the money who's that guy that uh Made $64 million as a backup quarterback. Uh, he's like the highest paid Teddy backup Bridgewater. quarterback. He's, um, God, he's been on like eight teams. Uh, it's going to come to me in just a second. Well, I think he's this? played himself at the minimum into a full-time oh, backup. And look, how about this, right? You know, this is almost in, in C3 Petro lore. Now, when Tony, you came to my house before the show, you were on my porch and I, you know, one of us asked, hey, do you think we have a chance? And you said, because we have Cam Newton, I feel like I do. Well, you know what? Like CK said, I'm not anointing PJ Walker with the crown of Panther future. But what I am doing is telling you that with this football team, going forward, looking at our schedule, the way it is, I think the Panthers at least have a chance to win every single game that we're going to play in going forward. I really believe that. And it's because of those clutch moments that P.J. Walker demonstrated. It's because of the the time and attention that he has been giving to this. And, dude, it's a perfect underdog story, man. Nobody expected this out of P.J. Walker. I've been calling my shots Matt Corral. We had a bunch of Baker Bottoms. There were people that wanted Sam Darnold to return, of all people. But P.J. Walker put that to bed when no one believed in him other than Steve Wilkes. And now look where we are, man. We're Mm -hmm. getting ready to face the Bengals, and they're minus Jamar Chase. And they did Mm -hmm. not look good last night on Monday Night Football. They looked horrendous. They did very bad. So you can't tell me that the Panthers don't have an opportunity going forward. And my man JD says, come on, my name is Willie. Willie Beeman. That is our Willie Beeman, man. Hit that yeah. drop, Tony. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. My name is, my name is P.J. Walker. Keep the ladies. Stalkers. 
I was more excited for this game this Sunday than I've been for a Panthers game in a long time. And here's the thing is I was on the verge of wanting to tank, which I hate saying it like that, but I kind of wanted to because I wanted that draft pick because it sucks to lose when you're not competitive. Even though we lost this week, it was still a fun competitive game to watch. Now, we should, I think we should have won, but it would have been great. Or, you know, it didn't happen, so whatever. Here's my thing with P.J. Walker is I want to be behind this guy so much, and I am behind him. I, he's my starting quarterback. He's the best quarterback on the team. I want him to be that guy. But he hasn't sold me yet on a guy who can be that guy yet because he's had a couple of good games, but if you look at his overall stats, it's not fantastic. Now, like C.K. said, he hasn't had a chance. So I want to give this guy an opportunity because he looks like he's it was really the Falcons. It was the Falcons. It yeah, was, I've got to take t- all that into consideration. Before? Exactly. Tampa? I need to see more of Tampa, it. Yeah, the Tampa game is good. Uh, yeah. yeah, no, is it? He's got nine games. He's got a longer audition than he would ever be that he would be given generally. Right. So that's and one most thing. Of the audition is not that great. And if he if he does a good job in this audition, if he interviews well, essentially. Yeah. At the like I said, at the very minimum, he can secure a legitimate backup position in this league. Yeah. But what he on could, yeah, on on our team, but maybe on another team. You know what I'm saying? Like maybe is like uh, we're not ready to pay him that money. Who knows? Right, right. So he's gonna to go and he can yeah. get a legit backup position in this league if he keeps playing like this. The other thing, though, is if he keeps playing like he did this past week and making some of this, even if Cody, you know, Cody says, oh, we could go malpractice and roll in with PJ and Matt Corral, thinking Matt Corral is going to be the guy, which I, I say is malpractice. I stand Here is it. this, though. What? Imagine if you do get the first round draft pick. You could keep PJ Walker and give that draft pick still time to acclimate to the NFL to where you don't have to rush into it. Yeah. Rush in into it. What do you do with, with, with Corral then? If that's the case, you hopefully, hopefully he does well in the preseason and you You start thinking about trading him. You don't think he Ah, might be something you could, you could try to trade him pre-draft or like early, maybe draft day as, as a piece, because I don't think people, I think uh, a hurt kid, uh, Third rounder who people um, see potentially. I don't think anybody's really giving you anything at that point. What is it? I think you need him to be like Jimmy Garoppolo was for the New England Patriots, where he played in the well in the preseason and had came and made one appearance in the NFL and was good, and then you traded him. What um, what would PJ have to do to be the guy? I think we have to make. I think we got to make a playoff push. Like a legit, like get into the playoffs and be competitive. I mean, how could you deny to, him at that point? Well, I think to be honest with you, if if at the where the Panthers are at right now, if PJ Walker made a playoff push, even if we didn't sign him as a starting quarterback, somebody, somebody would sign him as a starting quarterback. That's a push. <laughs> I think to he would be two and six and make the playoffs on this team. I think if he made the put playoffs, I think he would be a essentially he would play the role of Tyrod Taylor or Tyrod Taylor. Um, 
what a lot of players, what a lot of teams Ryan did. Um, yeah. <clears throat> what they did is they drafted the guy and let this guy like be the guy for the first year, and then the 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 other like Josh Allen, uh, Justin. We could Herbert. do that. That could be us, right? That well, that's that that could be us. That could be what we're in the middle of doing now. To be quite honest, if Corral ends up being anything, or just if but, we pick a quarterback in the draft, who cares? Even if we get a co- quarterback in the draft, you don't, you can't. I mean, you don't. I don't know. I think it's legitimate. It to say. We're picking. Mm-hmm. Let, let's say we're picking number three, which is where the Panthers are right now. And let's say CJ Stroud and Bryce Young one and two in some kind of order. Like, what? Well, okay, now you're sitting at number three. Like, how desperate is this team to draft a quarterback? And especially if it's a CK uh, so scenario. I, I just don't. I don't see it as much as y'all do, man. Especially Quarterbacks are not gonna. This, de- there's no way they go team, one and two. Well, put yourself. On, why why yeah. you say that? The, the, put both, yourself in that position. Detroit. Hey, but who, Bryce who Young, do you draft? Okay. Bryce Young. Hold on. Bryce Young already won a Heisman. C.J. Stroud is probably gonna win a Heisman this year. Mm-hmm. Both of these guys are high level prospects. I mean, if if they go one and two, and you're sitting at number three. Like what do you do? Did like Las Vegas says? just pay Carr, or is his deal almost up? That's the question. Um, they re they, they re upped him. Out on him. They yeah. re upped him, but they yeah. I mean, I, there might be an out. The thing I'm saying, I'm not saying it's impossible that it goes one and two, but like if you're a top Carr. five pick, I think if you're the Carolina Panthers and you're a top five pick, you kind of get your shot at a really good quarterback. Yeah. Well, here's here's my thought on that. If if PJ Walker comes in here and he plays well enough to where you start to see like glimmers of that franchise quarterback that we've been desperate to see. Right. Because if, if you look at his body of work, he's done nothing but get better. We got to stop right. using that word franchise quarterback, starting quarterback. No, well, yeah. I'm saying franchise, right? Yeah. Because I, I'm not, I'm, I'm I, we've had a lot of starting quarterbacks on this in this, in this team. We need the guy. Nah, we've had bums that we had to start. They right, were so starting quarterbacks. The franchise, the franchise quarterback the is different than a starting quarterback. A uh, franchise guy is the guy that you, like Cody was talking about, the guy you feel like you have a shot to win every game if he's in there. And oddly PJ enough, PJ Walker, PJ Walker gives me that same sense of confidence. Now, here's what I will say: recency bias, though. I no, he, here's the thing. Last last week, you didn't feel like that. I don't. I feel. didn't. I don't and feel I, like... But here's the thing: two weeks I in a row. Here's. Here's here's the part of it that I, I'm willing to concede, and, and this is me eating crow. I would have okay. told you three weeks ago, no, PJ Walker's a bum, right? Okay. But again, I didn't give PJ Walker a really good chance. He's every time he's taken the field, it's been because of an injury, not because he's haven't had an entire week to this prepare, is, right? True. So when you look at what he's done in just the past three weeks, every week it feels like he has gotten better, right? You can say that this week he shit the bed more than he did against Tampa. But when in all reality, what you want to look at when you see a quarterback coming in here and they're behind in the fourth quarter, he came in there and he did exactly what you needed to. He hit the important throws. Even if you take that DJ Moore drop into the equation, that was going to be a big-time play. And P.J. Walker made it on fourth down. You know how many big-time fourth down plays, third down plays, he he was solely responsible for making those throws? P.J. Walker looked like a dog out there. And I'm telling you, if you look at the – the short amount of time that he has been a starting quarterback for the Carolina Panthers, every time he's gotten better. Detroit, we can sit there and say, but we also can look at those red zone interceptions and say, ah, he's not the guy, he's not the guy. Move on to the next one, move on to the next one. It's been just a little bit better, but not great. Maybe even a, a step back in some cases. But for the past three games, it's been consistently 
He has looked like he looked bad in the Rams game, and that's understandable because pretty much the entire team looked bad in the Rams game. But that Tampa game and this game, the dude came out here and he he led this team to almost win that game when we had no business winning that towards the end of the game. Yeah, a question, Tony. What, what are you going to do if we beat Cincinnati this Sunday? Like, but we, we uh, Joe Burrow and the Bengals, and we beat them, and we actually continue on this role. Like, okay, we're still thinking of old PJ Walker, but whether we like it or not, PJ Walker is rewriting the expectations on who he is as a quarterback. So if we continue to win. It starts to become undeniable. This new okay. reality right. so that we live you want in the answer? is not with PJ as some basic bum. He is someone that you can, he might be your future, but he is someone that this franchise can comfortably start at quarterback. And to me, he is the perfect bridge to a Matt Corral who does have a ton of talent, who can do all the things that everybody is worried about because he has a foot injury that has everyone concerned. I would the argument that you could use this draft to build up your team in the other areas that need help. Draft another defensive end. Draft another linebacker. Draft another safety. Continue to build this team. And if P.J. has a good performance this year, I say give him a shot. Uh, two things about that. One is if you're in the top five, you got and you're unsure unsure about your quarterback, you gotta swing for it. I'm sorry. Like you just we've been too much going, oh, it's not our time, it's not our time. Um th- you know, it's it, when you're up there and that's the neat and there's questions there, you gotta swing for it. The next thing about this is look, PJ's had two good games. Okay. I'm happy for him. I'm excited. I hope he does great. But here's the thing is if you let two games where he's improved determine your your future outlook and um, and convince you that much, then we should say two bad games in a row for Trevor Lawrence should prove us prove to us that he's not oh, good. Oh, God. And here is the thing. No, I'm just saying argument. this is I am very happy that he is playing well. By the and way, I hope he continues to build build on it. But I'm not going to sit here and just go because we have been in an abusive relationship with a quarterback that all of a sudden one guy, one quarterback was nice to me and smiled at right. me and opened the door for me. Then now I'm going to be like, oh, my God, I want to get married. Nobody is saying that, Tony, and your arguments move. Oh, you're, you're hey, microphone, Your microphone's freaking out on you, brother. Is it better? Yes, you are saying that. You guys no, called no. him a franchise quarterback. No, no, We no. never said he's that he's better. a franchise quarterback. He you used that word. Come, you might need to come in and out, CK. Uh, mm. No, I'm not saying I, that he's... I gotta side with Tony on this. Yeah, it's still doing it. It's all Thank static. you. I mean, I'm not saying... I'm just saying a small sample set. It's yeah. just a small sample set. I, That's I, all I, I want the saying. guy to be good, about, and I yeah. think he can be. I just need, I need more proof. None of us can make a decision right now. Is that fair? You don't have enough Perfect. evidence to say Perfect. that that he is the guy. I don't have enough evidence to say that he isn't the guy. Exactly. You. You're good. Perfect, perfect, perfect. So my argument is, and why your argument is moot, is if we're picking in the top five, we're picking a quarterback because that means P.J. Walker didn't do his job. That's not right. what we're saying here. We're right. saying if P.J. Walker takes us to the playoff, which means we're picking top in the 20s, not in the top five, 
then that yeah. means there's a discussion to be had about whether PJ Walker could be the guy moving forward. Uh, he played great and lost last oh. week. That's exactly so. So what Shit if let's just say with this scenario, then fellas, let's just say PJ Walker wins next week against Cincinnati, and it's a close game. And then the week after that, he has a game like this week where he plays fantastic, a really good game. You lose. We just, bar- we just barely lose. Then the next week, he has a game where we barely win, and it goes along that the rest of the season, and we end up picking. 16th 17th somewhere in that region oh no we'd have to win. and pj walker had a good season what like what then well like you know what i'm saying like what if that, our that, offense is really afraid. good for the rest of the season yeah. and, and looks yeah, better and he's not the worst part of the team but we don't really win well look. then we go with a new quarterback okay at that point in time we're picking top 10 go with the quarterback but Dude, what, do you think my, we're gonna get more than seven what's the number then if we make it to the playoffs, you've got to consider P.J. Walker as a part of this team moving okay. forward. Okay. And by the way, by the way, by the way, all the teams, yeah. and Greg pointed this out, all the teams that we're playing going forward, they don't have great records, y'all. Like, go and, look at, go and look at our schedule going forward. There is not a lot of W's in the win columns for any of the teams that we're getting ready to play. But, you know, we can have this conversation about P.J. Walker forever. Can I address one comment in the chat real quick before we move on? Sure. Uh, Mr. Jeff R., I feel like he's been giving me crap about this in the, for two weeks now, or for the last three days. Get him, Jeff. No. Um, first, I want to clarify and say exactly. I say this. Kickers win games for you. They don't lose them for you. I think the word can't kind of slightly misrepresents it, but I'm saying this is a, a kicker can go out there and be a hero and win the game for you and celebrate. Uh, and he can also not win it for you. Our kicker did not win the game for us, but I don't know if I would say he lost it. And to be fair, you guys want to be critical of me is the coach. The head coach says that no man loses a game for a team. He, can't, no, he doesn't he, have to he say that. He can't throw that. It's real. He, he, yeah, you can't. Mike Zimmer did. Mike Zimmer fucking did. Mike Zimmer cut his head coach. Mike Zimmer's not a head coach right now, is he? Yeah, he's a he was on the head coach that. longer than Steve Wilkes was. Well, right, that's what I'm saying. I'd still know. rather have Steve saying, Wilkes, so take that. That's it. That's it. Is that I'm just going to say this, is that I can understand. Look, the kick would have won the game. That's my point. The kick would have won the game. Either one of them would have won the game. But yeah. he didn't make Both it because he's a man. That's yes. going to be a problem going forward. And so, you know what? I do have a – when you guys say this, you, you only got that? one job. You only got one job. You only got one job. I heard this guy, an offensive lineman for the ECU Pirates, talking about this because our kicker for the Pirates has sucked. And they're like, all they do is kick in practice. Well, if it's so fucking easy, why don't more people do it? True. You know? Here's my question, Tony. Do you think that DJ Moore lost this game? No. I don't so think anyone lost I think, the game, right? I, no, I would say – no, I, I think we lost as a team. Sure. You know, is that I think there's a lot of things that we could have done better that would have won the game. So, yeah, is like, did all of it contribute? Did it, did the kicker contribute to the loss? Did DJ contribute to the loss? Did us giving up a fourth, third down get, contribute to his loss? Did, yes, all of those things did. And it just sucks. It sucks when it's the end. I know. Uh, we've talked about this, but let's move on. Uh, right now is, though, as we bring up DJ Moore, uh, the focal point of discussion has been... Um, whether or not this should have been a penalty. DJ Moore, in the most miraculous catch, arguably in Panther history, the only uh, catch that can be considered better than this throw and catch 
is only because of the game that it occurred in. The Steve Smith catch in the NFC um, in the against the Rams. It's not the actual play that was better. It is just that the moment was bigger. This though is arguably the. I don't know, man. What's is this? Is this the best single play in Panther history? I mean, I mean oh, we need to do a poll. I think well, Deshaun Foster run in, uh, NFC Championship. No, I, I mean, listen, oh. it's, I say it's up there. It's, it's not best my single play. Favorite. It's not. It's not my personal favorite. Uh, I think that we've had a few that meant more. But the reason why we're bringing this up is because Tony Dungy, former Super Bowl winning head coach, he works for uh, NBC. He came out and uh, said our NBC rules analyst, Terry McCauley, says according to the written rule, this should not have been called a penalty because Moore was not on the field when he took his helmet off. So, you know, it was so many times throughout this season, boys, we have had this discussion. Oh, the referees really screwed us on this one. Oh, no, this time, the referees, they were the reason that we lost. Dude, if any one of those games could actually be blamed on the referees, to me, it absolutely has to be this one, man. And it furthers the point that these referees enforce the rules at their own discretion. Like, they're not, they're not getting all these calls correct. They're calling all the right pass interferences, the right roughing the passers, the um, you know, uh, intentional grounding. It's like it's a it's like a crapshoot. Whenever you have these different referees calling games, and there's no consistency in them because none of the NFL referees are full time employees. Right. So these are the kind of results that you're gonna get, man. And it just it sucks so bad that DJ who has been so underserviced, not only this season, but some would even say his entire career as a Panther, probably undeniably makes the biggest play of his entire career, and he's fucking ecstatic about it, getting up in the face of Panther family, of uh, Falcons fans. This man is amped, and they throw a penalty that should not have been thrown. Dude, it, it, it's was it 15 man. yards? Is that yeah, what it was? Uh, a 15-yard penalty, Greg has, which ended uh, up being some, a 48-yard extra point. Greg has some information. Yeah. Yeah, so this is debatable, right, is that a lot of people have been debating this, is whether or not – so you get this uh, Terry McCauley, but first of all, we get Dean Blandino telling us all kinds of bullshit about rules all the time. Uh, the other thing is that he took his helmet off, off outside of the – as he's walking out, right? So it's like on the border, number one. Number two, he walks back into the end zone. So I don't know that. Now, Greg, there's one more layer to it, correct? Yes, because the penalty wasn't called because... Or, okay, if he walked off the field, I get that. That It does say in the rule book, uh, like, there's two, stipula- two or three stipulations to it, and it labels them out, one, two, three. And they don't have to all three happen. It's just if one of these happens and what people are focusing on is the walking off the field and the play being dead, because yes, if they walk off the field and the play is dead, no, it's not a penalty, but it does also say in the rules, you can't do it during a celebration. 
What about that, when and don't forget the Cam penalty. had the, this that is what happened. Is the one thing that makes it a penalty, and I hate to agree with it because I think it's a stupid penalty. Oh, that totally. Is the one totally. Thing that I mean, I think we're an over penal. I think the NFL is an over penalized league at this point. Um, and I also think this is well. I also remember this is what Cam got in trouble for. Yeah, in that Cardinals yeah. game. You remember mm-hmm. in the Cardinals game, he goes, "I'm back," and he got a penalty in that. Yep. So did Stephon Diggs during the Minnesota miracle. Remember when the playoffs when Minnesota beat New Orleans, he catches the pass down the sideline, took off. The There's a clip of Terry McLaurin running around in his no last game. And their argument is that that's after a timeout. That doesn't matter. The clock was still running for them. Right. Our, our, uh, the clock wasn't running for us. That means it was the end of the play. So after a yeah. timeout or not, that's irrelevant. Whether you take and your it was, that was and a celebration. It was, Right, it was a part of a celebration, was it not? That's the only. So thing they're not even rule. they're not even enforcing the rules fairly amongst all football teams. I'm that I'll agree. Here. With. I'm not well because it's subjective. I mean, this is why they want us. I don't think they have it out for us, but there is definitely no consistency in how NFL referees officiate this game. This is they're... the only way they can control a narrative. Well, yeah, I mean, it is subject. Look, there's always going to be a layer of human, the human element in, in life. And uh, this is why some people want baseball to move to the robot strike zone. And some people really don't want it. Right. Is because sometimes human error makes the game kind of fun in a way, right? Is like, particularly in baseball, like an umpire caught like he... This, you know, you start to learn that the outside strike is accepted or, you know what I'm saying? They got to. And so some people, it's just been part of the game so long that they're okay with it. I think this is that my opinion on this is that if this human error is part of the equation, which it is, um, I think that we should use flags and reviews to keep the game as honest as possible Mm-hmm. Not to impede the fun and the excitement and right. uh, the process of the game. So, like, this is what I'm saying is it's one thing to use review to overturn plays that were clearly whatever. You know what I'm saying? Like, you saw it. That's a catch. Somehow they missed it. Human error made this. And, and, it, and it, the game would have been better if they got the call right. I don't want us to use, um, like, all right, when you slow down replay to the millisecond, the ball's yeah. always moving. You know what I'm saying? Right. And they've had to adjust this. Like, I don't want it to be like, oh, there's one blade of grass touching his foot. He's out of bounds. Like, I think that's too much. I think it's like, hey, the eye... It's like if we go micro, like we're going down to, it's like I heard LeVar Arrington talk about this, is he don't like when people say my kid's 18 months. He's like, your kid's one. He's like, oh, are they right. one? Hey, no, they're one. He said, right. what if they're what if they're 23 months? He says, they're one. <laughs> and uh, he goes, and then and his argument was this, is that if we're going to do 18 months, what stops us from doing weeks? What stops us from doing days? What stops from doing minutes? What stops us from doing seconds? And I think this these types of calls where it's not a taunting, it's not bad sport. I don't know. It's like, to me, this ruins the fun of the game. And I don't know if you've ever seen Boondock Saints, but when the gangster is getting a sandwich and he's 
And uh, and he's like, he's smashing the face. He goes, they take all the fun out of the job. You know, it's like, they the call argument. it a no fun league for a reason. You know, it's like, this ruins moments. The argument with this one, though, is some might say that this made it more fun. Because you go into overtime, we get the interception, we miss that field goal. Marcus Mariota yeah. has an opportunity to rush it down to the 25. Young Way Koo comes in there, kicks that 45-yard field goal. And it felt like redemption for them after having just almost lost the game. Like some might look at that game and say that was entertainment, right? And so that's where you know the narratives thing that uh, that Greg talks about kind of comes into play. Um, the reality is, I, it is a stupid rule. If it states that celebrations can't be a part of it, then it it's sure okay that then that, uh, that's fine. But if it states you know if those are separate things, as long as like if it's a part of the same concept i could see where it could be interpreted in a different way as well so, mm-hmm. and and I, that's what i don't like and I, I disagree with you on one part of of like if a blade of grass hits his like if he steps out and one blade of grass is what touches his foot he shouldn't be considered out of bounds because of it's you know that's just taking the problem is this are is all blades about. of grass uniform of, of length the reason that i bring it up <laughs> is because you have to keep in mind this is like people's livelihoods right this diff, the difference between this win, that person, that blade of grass touching his foot or not touching his foot, oh, could be the difference on. between somebody going to the Super Microsco- Bowl or not going to the Super Bowl, no. right? So when That's you're talking about much. that, he's like, not you wrong. To, it has to be uh-huh, black and is. white. It cannot be a subjective thing. But that's where the ear. That's where we also agree that that's why these calls should it's not be math, reviewable. dude. This is not math. Tony sort of is. I I agree with Tony on one aspect of it about the this need to be changed, but I do agree with to, uh, CK and Cody about that. I think that how specific you can be with it is the reason you have that. However, you should be able to, if a referee doesn't know a rule or does something that's against the rule, you, first of all, you should be able to challenge anything, anything you want to. And you only have two challenges. It's not like it's going to hold up the game. I agree that. You should be able to challenge anything you want I to. I think the NFL a, should a have a challenge, call. too, Agreed. from but, New York. Yeah, there, there should be a guy in the booth that whenever the referee makes the wrong call because yeah. he doesn't know the, the rules, AFL did he this beeps down and says, Hey, by the way, that's wrong. Go ahead. Let's and catch it way. at the commercial break. We're going to commercial. That's what needs We're to be going changed. to commercial. It could take Other 10 than seconds. That, the replay is okay. You time. should be able to challenge everything. Uh, yeah, why is it so hard? Yeah, can I, like, can I bring up one thing though, to decimate since he said, uh, I was wrong. CK, then obviously, if it's black and white and it's math, then Jericho Cotri didn't catch it. Oh my God. I think they he caught that shit. I think this is sometimes you just, the eyeball test, that's a catch, bro. And then they're like, oh, he's rolling to the ground. Did the ball move? Did it a little Did it? But no, that's a fucking catch. I just saw him catch it. I think let's not slow it down to the infamous test. It would be like this. It's like, you know what I mean? Like, Luckily, I think they've defined a catch enough for us to be able to eliminate. They've a gotten lot of better at it. They did right? improve it after that. So I think that that part is again now it's back to being somewhat black and white. There's only so much you can do with stuff like that. But if a blade of grass touches a foot that and that blade of grass is technically uh, gray because it's out of bounds, then it has he has to be out of bounds because what that then leads to is if if that ref calls him as inbounds because and they review it and that blade of grass touches his foot but they hold up the review because they can they can see that it touched his foot but it wasn't an, like it was like you know it was subjective it's so close enough to give him the benefit of the doubt right well if it was called the other way if it was called that he was out of bounds 
Well, now there's if there's it's a, part a single of it that, blade of grass, we shouldn't be looking at it that. But closely. you understand my point, Sorry. right? You're talking about like being that specific. I think you have to be when you can be that specific. I think it has to be that specific. I don't like this. I think that the burden of proof is too. That makes it too make, no fun. All right. Um, did the ref screw us? Yes. Yes. Tell no. us why, Greg, because there, you don't think it's just this play. I don't think it's just this play. I mean, we were talking about the halves. Uh, I think when we were watching the game in the cave, we were asking about, like, what the penalty percentage was for the first half. And I think we only had one penalty for, like, five yards in the first half. And then we ended up with nine for 75 in the game. And I think, like, six of them, almost in a row, were on one drive. That was a key drive at the end of the game. The one where How many? Fast. We had nine for 74 was the final. Do you I know Denver in that London five. game? Had 10 penalties in the first half. Holy shit. 10 defensive penalties or some shit like that. It was like crazy. But they, they were calling all kinds of crazy stuff. Like, like, like literally it was, you know, guy looked at me wrong, throw a flag. I think we had like four or five in a row in one drive, which we overcame. But okay. it's just insane. I don't know. I don't think that. I mean, yeah, I guess it sucks. This one, I just didn't like. I mean, these penalties, they anytime they impede the game, to me, which I felt like it did. It just made it a different game. Man, it just took all the fun out of the job. What's next, Cody? Oh, are we doing it for the do? We're doing it for the do. Yes, sir, man. Why don't you go ahead and tell them? This is interesting. I like this. Is um, Right now, Geno Smith is the best quarterback in the NFL. He has, like, the craziest completion percentage he's winning games no one thought that um that they would be competitive this year and geno smith with a career renaissance and he was asked today if he or this week if he um if he felt like he was getting back at the giants Right. Um, and did he like had like feel like he's been screwed over by teams or something? And he or and he said, I'm happy to be here in Seattle. I spent one year with the Giants. That year was like a blur. My life has moved on from them. I don't have any remorse towards anyone there because they were asking him if this was a revenge game. In fact, to me, this was a game for former Giants coach Ben McAdoo and former GM Jerry Reese. They believed in me. As far as any other thing, I don't really care for it. I'm happy to be here in Seattle. It's like a family here. Feels like home. I'm just enjoying my time here and continuing to work hard with these guys and just trying to be the best we can. Geno Smith is doing it for the do. Doing it for the Ben McAdoo um, ben McAdoo, speaking of, we brought this up because he's our offensive coordinator. The second thing is, is Ben McAdoo terrible? Is he okay or is he good? And I don't know. I just don't fucking know. Um, there were a lot of, if you go back in those games where in those first four games that we lost, we were terrible in and our offense stunk. A lot of people say when you look at the plays that there were calls that worked. The players just dropped it or the, you know, it was like poor execution. So it's like, hey, he was calling plays that were effective and the players just weren't getting them done. 
On top of that, he has managed. I mean, all of a sudden, we're having a fucking renaissance on the offense right now. Yep. Or a birth. I don't know if Ben McAdoo is poo, Mountain Dew, or what. And I don't want. Tony, can I just tell you how vindicated I feel? How vindicated I feel. And, dude, I'm telling you, man, my my takes, when I'm early on something, y'all better listen, man, because I'm when I say, and specifically on the offensive coordinator, that all of our offensive coordinators are going to look like absolute trash unless you have a quarterback that's hitting your open receivers and you have an offensive line that pass protects and run blocks effectively. How coincidental, now we have both of those things, and all of a sudden, Ben McAdoo looks pretty damn good. He all of a sudden, all of a sudden looks the part. And by the way, I mean, I, I like his uh, his eye for quarterbacks. Not only did he like jo- Josh Allen above everyone else in 2018, he also had Matt Corral. Oh, he loves P.J. Walker, else. bro. Geno Smith. Matt Corral. And what do they all have in common? They're good quarterbacks. So you know what, man? I like Ben McAdoo. I think that he's done good things for our offense. Um, I like the direction that we're moving in. And by the way, one that we have to look at is even if the Panthers, let's just say we win the division, right, for the sake of conversation. And let's just say we get into the playoffs and, and we look, you know, not embarrassing. Well, Ben McAdoo isn't going to be some hot hire. Like, there's not going to be coaches that are going to look to poach Ben McAdoo. So on the flip side is we should be hoping that Ben McAdoo actually is a good offensive coordinator sure. and continues to grow with us. That way we have him next year. And we would have P.J. Walker and Matt Corral, who have already been used to his system for more than one year. I'm what higher a bizarre, on Ben McAdoo than I ever have been before. What a bizarre world it would be if the Panthers hired Steve Wilkes, retained Ben McAdoo, and started P.J. Walker next right. year. I mean, who in the heck could have ever forecasted that happening? Uh, for me... I will say this is I'm just thankful because I really felt embarrassed because I was like, oh, I think Ben McAdoo is a good hire for Matt Rule. And it was so bad. Our offense was so bad in those first four games. I was embarrassed to even have said that. So I'm hoping Ben McAdoo uh, revitalizes the image just to save me a little face. And on top of that, worst take ever, guys. Worst take ever for Panther fans, in my opinion. Right now is people saying we need to get Ken Dorsey and retain Steve Wilkes as defensive coordinator. That would be the most jacked up thing you could ever do to why? a human being. Oh, give me yeah, a break. Why? There's nothing Steve Wilkes is doing right now that says that he shouldn't be the head coach. Right. And how much sand in the face would it be? Right. Like, I'm sorry. Like, I just, that's just the tell. Right. Like, people were- if, you, if you gave it to Ken Dorsey over Steve Wilkes, after what and then uh, and then done. wanted him to come be your D coordinator, like and, and and like it also adds like the lawsuit that he's a part of. That that's quite literally <laughs> the type of scenario. I know that is why so he's a part of that silly. lawsuit. So, uh, but I mean, I think as a, as an offensive coordinator, Ken Dorsey has done very well uh, when you look at what they do up there in Buffalo. 
And I think that, again, if you have the good O-line and you have the good quarterback, then I think Ken Dorsey would be a great head coach. And he already has ties to Carolina. I would love that if we don't end up going with Steve Wilkes. But as of right now, like I said, I'm rocking with my team. And I'm rocking with what's in the now. And right now, that's P.J. Walker as my MFN quarterback. And that's Steve Wilkes as my MFN coach. How many? And what week do you think you could say that you believe Wilkes should has earned the job? I'd say no. I'm what? sold on, already. I'm, listen, I'm sold on Steve, Steve Wilkes having the job of head coach. I'm not necessarily sold on PJ Walker moving forward. Like I'm behind him and I want to play well, and I believe he can. I'm sold on Steve Wilkes. Like what I've seen with this team in the last few weeks, the turnaround, the desire, the passion they have, the way they're playing, hundred percent. The All team right. is behind him. I, I do. Okay. I have I have to push back on this. Good. You can't do that and right. not just be call out, PJ not, a franchise. Not be in on, on PJ no, Walker. Didn't. The, because Steve Wilkes is doing a whole lot more this team than PJ Walker is. All right, let's let's take PJ that. Walker into has, let, he's a quarterback. Steve Wilkes is taking the whole team. Let's let's look in this. Let's be fair about a couple of things. Okay. Do you feel like PJ Walker has gotten a fair shot? No, and okay. that, that's why I want him to have a fair shot. Hold on, and I believe. Do you feel well. like Steve Wilkes had a fair shot in Arizona? No. Okay, so do you feel like PJ Walker's getting his fair shot now? I feel like he's having the opportunity. Yes. Okay. I do you feel like do well Steve Wilkes him. is getting his fair shot? <laughs> yeah. Okay, so you can't say they're in an identical situation. You can't be right. in on one and not in on the other because PJ Walker is showing hey, it hey. out right now. No, because no, because look, you. Steve Wilkes is doing so much more than PJ Walker's. PJ Walker's showing out for two games. How do you know? And I, huh? I'm not saying he's doing so much more because he's a head coach. He's dealing with more than just what the quarterback's dealing with. He was also the head coach of the Arizona Cardinals. I guarantee you, I guarantee you, a head coach of any team is dealing with more than a quarterback is. But Greg, don't you think that those two things are correlated? The fact that PJ Walker has never had the chance, and the fact that Steve Wilkes, as the leader who knows that the quarterback mm-hmm. is the most important position on the team had the wherewithal to say, you know what? I'm going to give this young man the chance that he'd never gotten previously. And all he's done is blow away our expectations ever since he made that move. I, th- I think y'all are mistaking me. I think y'all are mistaking me for saying that I'm not completely sold on PJ for me saying that I don't think he can do it. I do think he can. I think he has the ability to whether he will or not is, is to be seen. I just need to see more from PJ of what he's doing overall well to continue to do that. Steve Wilkes, I've seen even in the game they did bad, the first game that he coached, they did really bad. I saw a lot of difference in the team. I'm less so, I'm, I'm less I'm less um I'm less critical of your statement about P, of PJ Walker not being the guy uh, than I am about you saying that Steve Wilkes, Wilkes is the guy, guy already. Okay. I get That's that. my yeah. argument. Right. You I'm kind of like hey, with Greg hey, on this. this. Can we all agree? That we all need more time with both PJ and Steve. Amen. Like even if, even if you like, right? Even if, even if you like them, and I, I like both of them. Like they have to continue to win the game. I believe are very much winnable going forward. That's something that we all. Can Here's agree one on. thing and that wait, I was gonna say. You know what else we can agree on? It's really cool whenever we get new members. CK, why don't you welcome this badass super fan? Well, 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 Mr. Baker, Zach Baker, to be exact, you've hit that join button. 
we want to thank you for joining the C3 Super Fan Club that all of you in chat that have not yet hit that join button are more than capable of doing for $1.99 a month. I know that sounds like a lot. It's $1.99 a month. If you'd like to support the podcast, hit that join button. But Zach Baker, welcome to the club. Hey, um, go ahead, Tony. In fact, at 1030, uh, I'm going to pull up the list of members and we're going to be giving away two. These are four in here, but I'm going to do this twice. Once tonight, uh, once uh, later on in the week or maybe in our post-game show. These are two car flags, or I'm going to give away two car flags, Panther car flags, uh, to one of the C3 Superfan members tonight. Um, we're been, we're trying to get to 100 members. It's one of these things. It's a recurring cost. Uh, I know that's a lot on people, particularly in like recession times. Uh, so we've tried to make it a small monetary thing, and uh, we appreciate the people with the green tag. Um, who are supporting the show. We appreciate everybody who supports the show. Just being in the chat, calling in at 252-228-5098. Smash the thumbs up button. But the memberships, you know, you got that initial pop, then they slowed down. We're getting, we're trickle in, but we've lost some too. So look, is we want to continue to give uh, back to the supporters of the C3 uh, Panthers podcast. So this is what we're going to do is, and look, I'll give away stuff for best calls. By the way, I owe people like two shirts. I still got to mail these out from like a week and a half ago. Uh, also, but I'm going to be giving away this at 1030. So if you've been considering uh, becoming a C3 super fan, you've got a opportunity uh, to win two car flags, Panther car flags. I wanted to say this about Steve Wilkes. Now, the, the thing that's problematic for me and the Steve Wilkes and the starting coach job, the head coach job, One is that I told you guys when he addressed us after the first, when he took over the team, he he felt like a dude. He felt like the guy, mm -hmm. you know, like yeah. a guy that commands respect, that a guy you can trust, that a guy you can believe in. Uh, we know that he's had experience and success in this league. Um, and you know that there's kind of a heart, uh, you know, as it tugs at the heartstrings of Panther fans, the story too. You know, he's coming in here under tough circumstances, came back, joined the team. Um, man, Charlotte guy. The only thing that's problematic for me is that I've been wanting an offensive court, uh, an offensive head coach right. um, in the wake of uh, in a, a litany of defensive coaches and then a coach who was neither an offensive coach or a defensive coach in Matt Rule. And I was trying to look back at the who's won Super Bowls over the past. You know, the only defensive coaches that have won Super Bowls in the past, like, I don't know, 10 years are like Bill Belichick and Pete Carroll. Uh, other than that, a lot they, of them, though. I know that. Yeah, I know. Yeah. But, you know, then it kind of wonders this is that I was starting to try to develop this theory is defensive coaches can only really win Super Bowls if they got a great quarterback. Tony Maybe. Dungy. You know, I know everybody's going to use the Baltimore example. But here is the – But I think Baltimore had an offensive coach, though, at that time, strangely. The one thing that's now why I'm kind of leaning towards what Greg's saying is, like, has he already proved – it's not going to take much more, folks. No. It really isn't going to take much more for him to be the leading candidate because my thing is this is who is the guy that you're going to hire above him? And they're not going to have any experience. 
You don't want to dip back into the college ranks. You're going to go and take a risk on a coordinator or some young name like a Dorsey or what Denver is doing with whatever that bum is that they got. Really, to be honest, at the end of the day, not only is he interviewing well at this moment, he's arguably the best qualified for the fucking job. And I shouldn't have said the F word. Freaking job. He seems like he is, for sure. The part of it that I think, again, we've talked about multiple times, and I'll continue to bring up, it's going to be a lot easier for him to hire Steve Wilkes than it is to hire somebody else. And not imagine who you would hire over him. Like, who would it be? It would have to be like Jim Harbaugh. Justify it at this point in time. Tell me in what, 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 what has Steve Wilkes done not to earn this job? I don't know. As of right now, if you had to stop the season now, he's had three weeks of being able to try to turn this team around. From a the team that week, was in the bottom of the bottom dregs, so mm-hmm. right? We didn't even want to watch we it. And now we're like saying Christian here. McCaffrey and Robbie Anderson, and they came out and they whooped the Bucks, dude. Mm-hmm. Like a team that we were supposed to lose to by 10 points or more, right? He came out here and our offense put up more points this year, this week than we have all season, right? Like these guys were fighting and they seem to really want to fight for Wilkes. Wilkes mm-hmm. seems to be a great coach. And even if he isn't. Like, if you wanted to compare him and Dorsey, right? And Dorsey is just, like, here, and Steve Wilkes is here. I don't here. like Dorsey. Sorry, oh, I'm not. Well, I'm just, trade. again, let's let's talk I about do. just just any any coach. Any coach, let's say that Steve Wilkes, in your mind, if you're David Tepper, Steve Wilkes is here, another coach is here. Guess what? It's going to be a lot easier to hire Steve Wilkes at this point in time, even though he may be considered a little bit less than what you might see out there on the other, in, uh, from the offensive coordinator from the Bills or any other offensive coordinator because Steve Wilkes, number one, he brings a lot more passion to this team, to this. Uh, he's, he's got the homegrown crowd, right? He's got yeah. that, but he also has a lot less complication. If you hire him, right? If you don't hire him, there's so much more complication. That comes with that. It's so weird. I, I don't want this to be about that because I think Steve Wilkes has earned this job more than anything. But if he, if he earned it and you don't hire him, well, that is isn't that the whole point of the freaking lawsuit? Right. Yeah, is that, that I mean, if, like, that's like not if, only yeah. is it like you don't want it to be about it, but if that does turn out the case, then it is about that. If you <laughs> if you get rid of Steve Wilkes and then hire someone who doesn't have head coaching experience, then again, that's literally the exact thing. You know, that's mm-hmm. the exact reason why there's even a lawsuit to begin with. Um, I, will, I just I will don't say, think he's a retread. I don't uh, think he's like I don't consider him a retread. Steve Wilkes. And the other thing is, is like the other people, whoever the next hot name you bring to me, and no one's given me a name that I am going crazy about. I'll give you a name. You won't go crazy about it, but I I could see David Tepper doing it. And I'm not saying I'm crazy about it either. I put it on on Twitter and I got roasted because people thought I was calling. Oh, wait, this was a good one. Who was it? Brian. Who? Bill oh, Bill O'Brien. O'Brien. And I already hear people cringing in the chat. But what I'm saying is this. Let's say the Panthers, like, we have a top five pick, like you were saying earlier. This right? is a good theory, though. It's a good it, theory. It, it, like, it's, it's a, a working new, theory. Absolutely. Because, look, not only does he have playoff pedigree with the Houston Texans that were never like a legacy team. He's an offensive NFL, guy. 
He's an offensive guy. And let's just say, hypothetically, redraft Bryce Young to be right. the next quarterback of the Carolina Panthers. But those two already have a connection with one another. And Bill O'Brien is on record as having said that if he was going to start an NFL franchise with any player, you would definitely have to make it Bryce Young because that's what he does for a football team. Now, if you look back at Bill O'Brien as a head coach, it started to go downhill as he uh, accrued more power within the organization. Right, became the so, GM. Right, too. he became the general manager. He tried to manager. be like Belichick. Yeah, he, he's doing too much. But also, David Tepper, after going through Matt Rule, is not going to make that mistake twice. I mean, he I literally agree. has to be the dumbest I don't dumbest like man that. I don't world. like that right. hire at all. But like I, sense, but it? I think it is like a legitimate theory to say, like with the quarterback pairing, the experience in the NFL before, like you could see him like a Harbaugh coming back. Or let's also keep in mind, a lot of people don't want to admit it. Mike like McCarthy's got the 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 Dallas Cowboys rolling right now. Is that McCarthy? You think though? Or is it that offensive? Or is it I just think this. If you hire an unknown over Steve Wilkes, a complete unknown, then that's um, verified. You know, I'm not ready. I, I just feel like it's hard for me to say right now, if Steve Wilkes keeps this team playing like this and makes the most out of this opportunity, and I don't even feel like he's got to make the playoffs, but if we just look competitive like this and like like fighting and all of this, is that I feel like he is more qualified than for the position than Ken Dorsey is, or mm -hmm. the guy from Dallas is the offensive coordinator. I'll listen to his name because he's put together a great offense and some different things like that. Um, but I, so I do think this is, I think Bill O'Brien to a team that's looking for a coach and a quarterback is a legitimate conversation to be had. Yeah. I like that. I like that. Um, the other thing I did want to bring up was that's it. Let's go on to the next topic. Let's move through some stuff. We're getting well, bogged down a hair. So I know we, we got have... a new member. I know we got a new member. We're going to get one more though, before we announce this one. I promise okay. you one more is coming. I can feel it. So you want to, to uh... yeah, I just want to get through because we got cat calls yeah. to do. Yeah, My yeah, kid yeah, no, tonight right. at dinner you. said this. He said, how do you have three hours a night, uh, every week to talk about this, even when football's not on? I was like, bro, have you met me? Um, <laughs> yeah, look, right? today was the trade. Today was the trade deadline uh, for the NFL, and uh, there was some movement around the NFL, and the Panthers really have been in conversations as sellers uh, over the past couple of weeks, particularly after the firing of Matt Rule. And uh, look, they sold their best player in Christian McCaffrey, who just needed a, a damn coach that knew what to do with him. Really? I'm telling you, this is Kyle Shanahan, freaking genius. And Christian McCaffrey is the queen on his chessboard that he is going to destroy. He got extra queen. He got a pawn all the way to the other side. Now he got extra queen in that Christian McCaffrey. But the Carolina Panthers have been in the conversation of selling players. And some of the some of the players that have come up are Dante Jackson, Shaq Thompson, Brian Burns. Well, news has been confirmed. Rumors were just last week that a team offered 
two first round picks for Brian, two first round picks for Brian Burns. A lot of people speculated that it was the Eagles last week as they then went out and pursued who'd they get? They got somebody from Robert from Chicago, Robert Quinn, uh, which I got questions about the Chicago selling and buying at the same time. On top of that, uh, now it has been confirmed that the Rams did offer two first round picks. The Carolina Panthers denied this. Now to go ahead and give you guys some information about this is that the Rams do not have a first round pick next year. So at the earliest, this could have been was a 24, 20, uh, 2024 and a 2025 first right. round pick. And the Panthers turned down that kind of those future first. I want to know my first question to you is was the, where the, was it the Rams the whole time or are they a new dance partner and did the Panthers make the right decision here? Go ahead, Cody. So I think, one, the Panthers did make the right decision. And it's like I said, I am going to choose to believe in Steve Wilkes and P.J. Walker going forward. And if you think that we're not Brian Burns in an attempt to claim this division, you are out of your mind, right? Number two, what I think this past few weeks has shown us is that the NFL really values a lot of our players highly. The Rams were heavily involved for Christian McCaffrey. Now they were foaming at the mouth for Brian Burns. They wanted to add another pass rusher to that football team. And by the way, it it fits right with their M.O. Because in the middle of the year last year, they traded for Vaughn Miller. And that ended up being a fantastic pickup for them. You know, uh, they they like going out to look for, for really good players that are on bad teams and trying to get them over to them. Um, and listen, you made that the Los Angeles Rams do not have a first round pick in 2023. So why would I want to give up Brian's that isn't even going to benefit me this next draft where we look to be potentially rebuilding if that's the way our season goes? Right. I'm sorry. It just makes no sense to me. Um, I, I love the fact that we not only did we keep our roster strong. But it's also a vote of confidence in them and the team. Because what happens if you are like Chicago, who trades away Robert Quinn, who trades away Roquan Smith? Like, if you're a player on the Bears, you're like, all right, dude, talk about this team without telling me. Right? Like, but then strangely bought no a chance. receiver. But it strangely well, acquired a receiver in the same play, in the same. What? Oh, they're trying to see if uh, Fields well, is. They, Yeah, they're trying to see what they have in Justin Fields or if they're going to move on to a different quarterback through the draft this year. And, I I mean, Chicago is known for having a, you know, a a, a tough defense, but you have to move into the the modern NFL. It's a passing league, and that's why all these new head coaches are offensive. But the the point that I want to make with with Brian Burns is that this is a – of our defense. He is our primary pass rusher. I know we all call him Mr. Almost for the almost, you know, sacks that he doesn't have. But listen, man, he has all the talent to be the kind of player that changes your defense. If you continue to build around guys like him, guys like J.C. Horn, guys like Jeremy Chin, the Panthers' defense has been as savage as it is because of guys like him 
And I'm happy that they didn't trade him away. Was there another team or was it the Rams all along? I feel like it was probably the Rams the whole time. I mean, there are probably other people involved, uh, but I don't think anybody else offered two ones. And uh, I, I have, I'd be hard-pressed to say that Scott wouldn't have accepted it um, if the Eagles or anybody had offered a first this year and a first next year, right? I think that would have been a lot more difficult to say no to. But a first in 20, I agree with Cody. Yeah, I mean, this that's is just, too far. Nobody's going to have their job. Man, man, he don't know if he's going to have his job down at that exactly. point. Yeah, you I mean, you don't like, know. That's, and, that's playing way too down the road. You don't know we, who the coach is. Now, if you're trying to load up a coach next year, a brand new coach with uh, all the tool, like with his guys that he can bring in, then you get it. But skipping a year, I ain't want none of that. CK, was it the right move? Yeah, I think it was the right move, especially when you like, well, let me ask you, I, I've been wanting to talk about this and it kind of segues into this because we want to talk about all the other trades that took place. Is it just me, or do you feel like the Bears got fleeced for only trading Roquan for a second? You, you thought he should have commanded it first? Dude, he's leading the league in the uh, in tackles, and he's got incredible stats. So, like, the dude, like, I personally find that that's a little, especially a second from the Ravens. Like, it's that's going to be a, a, and then what they did is they trade, they didn't even trade the Ravens second for the Chase Claypool. Like they didn't even turn around right. and trade. They traded their first, their second round pick, which means it's probably going to be a higher value pick. So basically they valued Chase Claypool more than they valued Roquan. I heard a cool take. I well read a cool take on Twitter about this. Now I don't know if it's right or not. I am not a X and O guy enough to tell you uh, how the league is evolving. But I think they said that they referred to him as off the ball, outside linebacker or something. Right. But I don't know. They used that terminology, some terminology like that. And they were saying that that position is not as valuable in the NFL anymore. And that despite him having his best season right now, they still suck against the run. And like, so the referendum was more against the position than it was right. against the player in that case. Um, and that it took a lot of guts for them to trade away that guy who um, is going to maybe be asking for a big contract. And then you're saying, well, we can't, and then you're letting them walk. Well, you got to, it was the mind. best explanation ask. I heard, but I think you bring up a great point. CK. He did ask to be traded at the beginning of the year. Right. right. So he didn't want to be there anyway. So I mean, there, this was this was a, a honest, it made sense, right? Because they're not going to get anything for him come this off season because he's it he doesn't sound like he wants to be a bear, right? Uh, so I mean, right. I think I get the value that like it's a second, sure. It is there, there's nothing wrong with getting that. It just felt like it just feels odd that you traded a second for Chase Chase Claypool, um, who was a second in the NFL draft two years ago for the Steelers, and that's probably going to be a better value. Um, I, I just feel like that dude. They, I heard Jerry Judy was at going for a second and a fourth, and I was like, man, that's not that bad. Or second and a fifth for a guy I, who's like only one year in the league. Um, yeah, but also, Greg, what, and also keep in mind, uh, you're gonna have to pay him. Yeah. So you're you're, you're gonna have to pay him, my uh, Roquan Smith. Like, yeah, yeah, no, contract. agreed, agreed, agreed yeah, with so that. He didn't want he didn't want to be there. He's up for a con, uh, for a, a new contract. And he's going to a place that's historically known for linebackers. And by the way, he also represents himself. 
So a lot of GMs kind of don't like those scenarios. Maybe right. they feel like, well, the Ravens already have that headache with Lamar. Maybe they wouldn't mind another <laughs> They're one. Good. <laughs> yeah, they, yeah, they wouldn't That's mind funny. another one. Do you feel, do you feel and what, what Tony said, the position value. Do you feel shafted that we didn't like make a push for him as hurt for linebacker as we are right now? No, no. I don't think we no. need to be looking for anybody that we're going to have to pay. And I'm gonna, all right. I'm gonna, I'm gonna get to my Brian Burns take because we there's uncertainty with who the coach is and what the direction of the team is. And I think the new regime needs to get in before you start making commitments that right. you're gonna saddle that team with, mm-hmm. right, or that regime with. I think that if they want those commitments, then they go out and they pick the free agents that they're gonna pay. But it stinks to give up assets for a guy that you don't know if the next guy is going to value it as much as as you do at that moment, or sure. if even Scott Fitterer is going to be around. Uh, Greg, was it the right move by the Panthers to not trade Brian Burns for these two future firsts? Yes, 100% the right move. Uh, I, I think, you know, I'm, I'm the guy, I think I started the whole King of Almost with Brian Burns comments, and he's playing really well this year. I think that he's, I think that we're going to see a different Brian Burns under a different head coach to be truly honest with you. And, and he's the kind of guy you can build a defense around if he's playing at the top. And shoot, he's still young. Like we got plenty of time with this guy. He could be the next Julius Peppers type player for me on this team. If, if he's playing for the right guy. And I think behind Steve Wilkes, he, he might be that guy. So I want to give him a chance. And sure. yeah, especially with the two first they were going to get, it just wasn't worth it. You know, my opinion is it's the absolute right thing to do to not mm-hmm. trade him. Now, um, I am intrigued by the thought of acquiring first round picks. Once you start talking down the road that far again, we don't know what the lay of the land is. If you're talking about though trading him to the Dolphins and you're going to get a top pick next year because they acquired it from whoever, you know, and I don't know if that was it, but like if you were going to get a top uh, first round pick next year, and like that that's going to be that 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 somebody else got in a trade for somebody else right and so they have like a pick they're a good t- first of all a team is not trading for a guy if they're a bad team right and you need a high pick in the draft you don't want a 28th pick for a guy who is coming into his prime right, right? but if you are bringing in new gm new coach or new regime and you could offer them the ability to build their vision, I think there would be something that would be intriguing about considering that. But the one reason I think this, now I also think this too, the other reason I think that if you were going to trade Brian Burns, you would already know in your financial plan you couldn't afford him to keep him, right? So if that was the case, and Joe Person tweeted this out today, is go ahead and expect an extension this offseason. I thought the Panthers were already going to get this extension done by now. I thought that he was a priority, particularly when they were making him a face of the franchise over the past year. Like, they're putting him on the commercials. They've been featuring him a lot. He's always talking, you know, like in the media and stuff. I thought it would have already happened now. I think that the fact that they did not trade him tells us they are interested in reaching a future agreement with Burns and they get the sense that he might be interested too. The final point that I want to make here is if Matt rule did anything 
well or good for us is he got our defense young and strong in a way. Like there's some there's some players. I mean, like Brian Burns is is wasn't part of his regime or his he wasn't a Brian Burns wasn't a Matt Rule pick, but he invested Matt Matt Rule did an unprecedented eight defensive picks in the draft. If anything, our team, when you say rebuild, I the rebuild is really this quarterback, linebacker, and a receiver or something. Like, I don't know. Like, I mean, it's not a rebuild where I think we have young pieces with contracts uh, with time on their contracts that we can work on. So I, I mean that we can work around, we can build on. We're not building from scratch. We don't have a bunch of vets with a bunch of crappy contracts who are past their prime and this and that. The guys we have who are contractually bound for us are pretty freaking young. Yeah. I mean, we've got some. And so I think this is, I think that we are in a rebuild but that rebuild doesn't have to see, seem as a blow up, right? Is like it's a refocus with a new. So I think this is that, you know, look, is that now you're saying this is we can build on the defense around Brian Burns, Derek Brown, JC Horn, and Jeremy Chen. We've got four prime players, bro. And it also represents the opportunity where you're not paying quarterback money. We're not going to be paying Sam next year. We're not going to be paying Baker this year. And by the way, what a great coincidence for P.J. Walker that if he does continue to ball out this year, free agent as well. So if P.J. does play good, we're going to have to break him off. But, you know, it's not going to be crazy money. So you have to capitalize on these opportunities where you're not paying incredible amounts of money to a franchise quarterback and build the team up the right way in free agency and in the draft. And I feel like the Carolina Panthers are in a great position to do just that. Sounds good. Sounds good. All right. Uh, Now it's time to bring in these golden pipes. Uh, In just a moment, we will be randomly giving away two car flags to one of the C3 super fans. There's four in this bag. I'm giving away two tonight, and I think I'll give away two in our next post game show or whenever I get the itch to do a giveaway this week. And now I want to tell everybody this. I want to thank everybody for supporting the show. Uh, You can smash the thumbs up button, call in at 252-228-5098, or just join in the conversation on Twitter and in the chat right now. We do giveaways for more than just the C3 super fans. But tonight I want to, I want to celebrate the super fans. So tonight's giveaway not all of them are for the super fans, but some of them are. So that's a good, another perk of being a C3 super fan. Just $1.99 a month, you can support the C3 Panthers podcast. CK, welcome our newest fan. I would like to welcome Eric Marillo into the C3 super fan club. You've hit that join button to support the C3 Panthers podcast and help us continue to blow the roof off of this entire thing known as content creation among the Panthers fans and Panthers community. Thank you for the support. Welcome into the club. And CK, uh, don't put them pipes away yet because you know what? We got 153 
freaks watching the show. And, dude, we have a time-honored tradition. If you don't know, you need to talk to him, Big Pop. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls of all ages, you've joined in on this fantastic Tuesday evening show. You've stuck around for an hour and 34 minutes of complete and utter nonsense. We found a way to keep your attention, maybe even get your loyalty, your subscribe button being pressed, that notification bell being pressed, but you haven't hit that like button yet? I have one thing to say to all you absolute freaks. Subscriber shame. One hundred fifty-nine beautiful people, seventy-nine thumbs up. Hit that like button. Hit that subscribe button. Hit that notification bell, so that way you're notified every single time the C3 Panthers podcast goes live and gives you this incredible Panther content that you're so craving throughout this season. We're here all the time, all year around. The do y'all we build the C3 community. For y'all to feel like you can be your best fan here with the C3 Panthers podcast, whip up on that algorithm, hit the like, hit the subscribe, and also don't forget to leave comments on the video after the shows are over because that helps as well. All right, let's give away these flags here, uh, and then we got to do our prize picks. Can um, do a random number generator here. Right now we have sixty nine. C3 super fans. Oh, shit. Uh, I know. I know. It's sexy. It's sexy. Uh, but on top of that, uh, we've been up almost to 100. I want to get us to 100 by the end of the season, folks. 69 is a fun number, though. Right? It's a fun number. What we're going to do is this. is I am going to hit generate. two. Uh, pick a number. Three or two. You pick. CK, two or three? Three. Three. All right. I'm I'm gonna show I'm gonna share this right now. We are going to share this. Hold on. So we can be transparent, right? Um, I'm gonna hit this generate button three times. All right. And on the third time we'll give away the flag. So one, two, and three. Number 39, the 39th C3 super fan is going to be, hold on, I'm going to count it up. I'm going to count it up in just a second. So hang out, folks. Hang out for just a a second because we got a lot to do still. 39, number 39. Um, We need to get into our prize picks. Don't forget the C3 Panthers podcast is sponsored by prize picks. Prize picks is your, or I would say this, my favorite Daily fantasy sports website app, a place where you can play daily fantasy sports and make some real cash. It's the most fun, friendly way I think is for someone who likes to tip their dip their toe a into fantasy football, but b uh, into um, this kind of worlds where you can make money off of fantasy football. Mm-hmm. I have been super happy with prize picks myself. So look, just transparency, they sponsor the podcast. If you use the code C3, 
Your first time you go and get a deposit, you deposit up to $100, they're going to match you 100% because you use the promo code C3. But I'm going to go ahead and tell you this. I love prize picks just period. I've gotten to the point as this. I'm all over the place uh, on this. Uh, but I want to say this is that even if they didn't sponsor the podcast, I would still keep playing this. It is it is remarkably fun. The way that you do this, and I'm going to show you guys how it works real quick, is uh, share screen, Chrome tap, prize picks. Here we go. Um, I'm going to show you an entry. I'm going to show you one that I placed tonight on a whim that I lost. Yeah, you probably lost in the same thing I did, man. Now, oh. as look, is I should have listened to you. I, look, I got it. I got an itch, and I tried to go scoreless first. I like a scoreless first in the baseball game for some yep. reason. That one got and me. I went scoreless first inning. I did not. I went power play. Mm-hmm. I did That's not go the flex on this one, Greg. <laughs> and I didn't get this one. Look, I would have. So the way Prize Picks works, folks. If you guys are watching this, and hopefully you can see the. Can my am I screen shared right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, the way it works is this: is you have to you get each player is assigned a fantasy football, a fantasy sports value, whether it's baseball, football, uh, hockey, anything, every sport, even gaming, MMA. They got almost everything you can imagine. Individual players are assigned a fantasy sports projection number. If you you have to play multiple players, a minimum of two players, and they cannot be on the same team. The more entries, so each player and their number, their fantasy sports projection number, um, each one of those, the more you play, the more you could potentially win. If you uh, play two players, like say Bryce Harper, if I would have just played Bryce Harper on the Taco Tuesday mm-hmm. with more than a hit, a run, or an RBI like Greg mentioned on Twitter, this is like a no-brainer right here in the World Series. Uh, if I would have just played him and Suarez more than three strikeouts, I would have tripled my money. Tripled my money. I would have gone from five dollars to fifteen. But I was trying to go big. I mm-hmm. was feeling good, and so I put three entries in trying to turn my five dollars into five times the money. Mm-hmm. And if you get four picks, you get 10 times your money, folks. So right now I still got this one hanging out there. Uh, ooh, 10.06 p.m. Man, D'Angelo Russell ain't scored jack yet. Oh, my God. I need him in this game. If I get Steph Curry more than 23.5 points, D'Angelo Russell more than 15 and a half points and Jimmy Butler is right there dude is that game over Greg 740 uh, I haven't been paying attention to it but that there those are all those are all pretty I would have gone less with the Angela Russell but those are all pretty good players. um so what we do though and look I can show oh. you some past entries here can I, can I um, tell you before you get past that one the most ironic yeah. part about that zero score in the first inning and the Bryce Harper thing Bryce Harper was the one who hit the home run in the first inning that made me lose. So oh. I got the points for Bryce Harper hitting the first pitch home run. First pitch, first pitch home run. First pitch. Well, Man. there was two outs in the bottom of the first, but it was the first pitch to him. And he just jacks it right out of the park. And I was like, well, that's great. So I scored with him hitting a home run. 
but he also screwed me on the first inning run thing. So he's the one who lost it for me and would have won it for me if I had done the flex. So you can go power plays like this one, the two-pick entry I won earlier this week with Lamar Jackson and Kyler Murray. I won that. Uh, here is one. They have a flex option, and this helped me out last night. This was a winning ticket on just five bucks. Um, I went Joe Burrow more than 265 passing yards. He had a tough game. Uh, Nick Chubb always take more than 82 yards for Nick Chubb and uh, Kareem Hunt. I had more than 11 and a half receiving yards. Crushed it, crushed it, crushed it, crushed it. Uh, thank goodness I didn't go on the power play on that. Wouldn't have won, but they have a flex play where you win two out of three, three out of four, and you're still a winner. So what we do is pride pick, prize picks. We love it. That's how it works. And each week we look at the Panthers. And who they're playing. We got the Panthers and the Bengals, right? Let's see if there's any projections up right now. Got to go to NFL. Panthers. Let's make some picks. PJ Walker. 190. Right now, it's early in the week. They will get a lot more entries as we get closer to game day, as they learn more about what the game's going to look like, who's healthy, who's not. Uh, Right now, we got the Bengals. We're up against the Bengals. We're on the road. Is that right? Or are we at home? Uh, off the top of my head. I don't know. I are we we're on versus the- Cincinnati, so I imagine we're at home. Okay. No, ver- uh, verse, it would be uh, at, wouldn't it be at Cincinnati if they said? Right. So so if it says versus, we'd be at home. So um, it should say at Cincinnati for away, but I don't know. They could just uh, Oh, okay. I see what oh, you're saying. Oh, by the way, Tony, yeah. uh, Michael Davis said this, this round of prize picks is on him. Because he just donated $35, one of the patron saints of the C3 Panther. He is a patron saint. He says, make a pick on me, fellas. Also, I'm not looking to trade Burns for any reason. I am, however, looking to make a trade on my fishing team. (laughs) Requirements include catching fish and drinking Miller Lite. Now accepting all applications. Sounds like a damn good job. Sounds like a great, uh, great deal right there. uh, I have lost... On every single time this year that I picked our quarterback to do something good, right? I bet on uh, on Baker. That never panned out. You know, anytime I bet on a Panther, it never seems to turn out. Except for PJ the Walker Wonder Baby, because he hit that over against the Atlanta Falcons. And dude, I, I if you did you the, did you win last week? Yeah, I've won. I I, I end up doing because you tickets. went flex. I, yeah, I went two tickets and I finally won one. If I would have reversed them and did uh, the three on the one I went four and the four on the one I went three, I would have won even bigger than I had before. But you live and you learn, man. Is it but, bad that I want PJ one nine more than one ninety? Not at all. That's what I'm trying to tell you, man. PJ I mean, Jacoby Brissett did it. And by the way, the Bengals defense, if anyone watched Monday Night Football last night, they are not a great football team. And I think right. Trey Hendrickson, their star defensive end, got hurt. So I don't even know if he's going to be playing. I, I, I love Mr. P.J. Walker right now, man. Oh, no, no Cincy. Well, and they right. just played last night. Yeah, so no Cincy picks. Right. All right. Um, all right, so I think I'm only going to do one Panther pick this week. I don't know. 
DJ over 57, more than 57. I feel good about that, actually, to be honest. I'm not afraid of it. I mean, DJ's off the show. I mean, look, he had that on one play <laughs> this past week. Uh, let's see if we can find a, a secret winner, though. Tua versus Chicago. Mm. Mm, I mean, he has Claypool now. Don't dislike that. Oh, no, I mean, I'm thinking of Justin Fields. Don't dislike uh, that. Won't ever mess with no Trevor Lawrence. No, no you want to know what I'll tell you, Tony? Go find Jalen Waddle and see if you can get him for at least a touchdown. And you no. will not be disappointed. I know. He's on my team. That's what I – right now they have him at, at receiving yards. Dude, that guy is balling out. I had uh, uh, Tyreek Hill and getting one touchdown, and I regret it, man. Jalen Waddle – is the real touchdown maker in that offense. Let's see. Receiving yards. A.J. Brown. Godert. Pitts. Ooh, Pitts 40 and a half. Tough. He's had such a bad season. Is he off the shelf, though? Look at that. He's not hit four. He's only hit 40 twice this year. Ugh. Scary. Their their offense is so bad. Waddle, 70 and a half receiving yards. Devontae Adams, 78 and a half. Anything sticking out to you guys that you like here? Justin Jefferson, too many for mm. me. You gotta find somebody. I like finding this, like, look at this. Boom. Was that DJ Moore? What uh what was DJ Moore at? Um, DJ Moore is 57 and a half. Yeah, he's right there at the top. Ooh. I like oh, that, actually. I know. That's what I'm saying. It's hard to not like that, too, man. Look, look at that. Mm. Power play. So what you have? Tua? You have Tua? Walker? Who's... Yeah. Okay. Over more than 190 and a half. Tua, more than 260 and a half. I mean, they're playing Chicago. Yeah, yeah that's not but bad, man. my only concern with them facing Chicago is that now they really have no run defense whatsoever, and so but I all they them... do is pass the ball, Waddle and Tyreek. But they won't have to. That's what I'm saying. Like they can literally have a most mostert, like just run it down their throats and make it uh, like they wouldn't have to put the ball into his hands at all. Man, he's been on fire. The Dolphins are going to go in there and destroy it. I feel like DeAndre is good for 100 every week. Hey, he was probably the reason why I won. And DJ, you know what? I'm placing this. I'm making 200. Oh, shit. Boom. 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 All right. Um, that's the first of many prize picks I'm gonna pick, I'm gonna place this week. Thank you, Michael Davis, uh, for supporting that for su- being our patron saint and making that. And I will put fifteen more dollars of prize picks in over the next couple of days. I've already put some in tonight on baseball and basketball. Woo, it'll get you. It's so fun. Prize picks. Use the promo code C three. You get a one hundred percent first time deposit bonus. And I'm telling you, people love it. I love it. I don't even know if you guys love it or not. I love it. I love it. It's fun. They love us. That's our first legitimate sponsor. 
they believed in us before anyone else prize picks. Yep. They're incredible, man. They, they've been a great partner. And if you actually want to support us and what we do and this content that we're giving you, show some love to the sponsors, man, because let me tell you, that helps us considerably in the long term. Before we go any, uh, any further forward, um, Tony Dunn has an illegitimate son, in case you all didn't know. And he continues to quest for his father's approval. And part of the ways in which he decides to do that is to become a super fan, co-dizzle, lay them smooth vibrations on him. White chocolate espresso. Thank you so much for joining the C3 Super Fan Club and continuing to be an absolute legend among the C3 fans. Thank you. Welcome to the club. Oh, shit. That boy white chocolate. Tony Dunn, uh, you want to do another slide or you want to just jump into some cat calls? Um, I want to. Let's go ahead and get into the cat calls. All right. And remember to unmute your microphone a little bit before uh before you play the call thank you because sometimes I, it cuts i forget off, it yeah. i nope i forget it and thank you for the reminder it's all good maybe i got you hey i'm the c3 producer for a reason i would have forgot this week but i remembered last week after i didn't do it <laughs> all right let's take some cat calls. so what are your thoughts on cat calling yeah it's pretty sh- you shouldn't do that to somebody and how did that make you feel uh very uncomfortable so how do you think cat calling makes the person feel it feels two, good like and a three and a four and a Who's that chance in the back corner with the space buried in the snow? Who's that kid that can use one? Oh no. I don't hear anything. Oh no. Do you hear anything? No. I don't hear anything. You don't hear it? No. Oh. No. Leave and I come back to finish what watching the game. Oh, that's my fault. Jesus, Tony, 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 Tony has done it again, and that means screwing up. And now it's not coming through. Carry me for a second. Uh, but I tell you what, no, that's actually perfect because you know what, CK, your, your pipes are getting a workout tonight, brother, because you know what. We got another brand new super fan. Why don't you lay them vibrations on them? Well, well, well. You guys can't get enough of these absolute bomb, thank you, statements that I'm making in this beautiful voice. Daniel Castro, I'd like to thank you again. Also, among the elite super fans that have hit that join button and became a part of the club that we, well, I guess, what, 100 people can claim to have been a part of now? Welcome into the C3 Super Fan Club, and thank you for the support, Daniel Castro. Yeah, that's my guy, Daniel. I don't know why it's not pairing now. Let me try starting all over again. Pair, Technical pair, pair. It says it's paired. I got the blue. But I tell you what. On. Um, why don't we do this? Let's uh, you. Know, how about we do another segment? And go into some cat calls or another uh, bit of discussion. Uh, lots of trades. Lots of trades took place today before the 4 p.m. trade deadline. And um, let's just kind of go around the horn 
and get some of our thoughts about it. You know, the Panthers didn't make too many moves, uh, but there were some big time trades that happened. And I think it would uh, behoove us to talk about them. How about this? Calvin Ridley on his day off, which has been every day this year, gets traded to Trevor Lawrence and the Jacksonville Jaguars. Uh, he is now out of Atlanta. Uh, they pick up some some value for him. And uh, now he is going to Jacksonville. Doesn't know, don't know how he feels about that. Bradley Chubb is now a Miami Dolphin. And that really adds to their team. And they're looking really, really good with Tua and Jalen Waddell. And now they add more players on that defense. Hey, that's a, that's a big one to me. Then we already talked about this a little bit earlier. Chase Claypool goes from Pittsburgh and now up in the Windy City with Justin Fields throwing him to rock with the Bears. I think they want to know what kind of player they have in Claypool. And then last but not least, we knew... You mean in uh, Fields? Yeah, what did I say? You said in Claypool. I think that's... I was trying to figure out why they made that trade, and I think you you hit the nail on the head. It's like we need to to figure out about Fields Fields before the end of the season because we're going to be in the contention again for a quarterback if we want one. Absolutely. And, and, you know, he he is a superior talent. Put some playmakers around him and chase... Hadn't been doing a lot in that Pittsburgh offense this year. So I think that's good for all parties involved. And then we knew the Buffalo Bills were going to try and upgrade the running back room. They wanted Christian McCaffrey. But ultimately, they settled for another North Carolina player. Played this ball at, uh, with NC State with the Wolfpack. Naheem Hines goes from the Indianapolis Colts to Buffalo. And now he's on a team that's ready to roll, man. So what if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission at U.S. Customs and Border Protection? We go beyond to protect more than borders from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov slash careers. Uh, there were a few other trades I can look up, but were there any of note that kind of stood out to y'all? No, I think the Ravens are trying to get their defense to compete, right? So they got – did they get uh, – who did Robert Quinn go to again? Uh, he went to uh, uh, Philly. Philly. Okay, that's a big one. Rokon Smith. The Bears are selling on defense in that case. So I think that one is uh, one where, look, the Ravens are real. You know what I'm saying? Is like, what's interesting too is they didn't go and get my man Claypool. Well, I guess they're in that division. Oh, there is actually one other one that was strange, kind of strange to me, is an interdivision trade. T.J. Hawkins, Hutchins, Hawkinson. Yeah, that's that's super interesting. I don't think that's something that happens very often. From the Lions to the Minnesota Vikings, uh, but the Lions are 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 dead in the water right now, despite right. being fighters uh, with that. So I guess they're kind of are just chalking it up to the future. Um, the one that is surprising, look, I think Bradley Chubb to Miami is super interesting. Yeah. Miami, dude, the NFC East or right. Isn't that which, which one? No, the AFC East. 
the AFC East is like in contention to send four teams to the playoffs right now. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. Which is bizarre. But Buffalo, Miami, and the Patriots are all contenders at this moment. And even the Jets are doing well. But I think Bradley Chubb making my I think Miami is legit, dude. I've been a on them. I've been a darling of Miami, but largely because I picked Waddle high in my in my fantasy football draft. So I'm invested in them. I got two on another team. To me, the most bizarre trade. I don't understand the cat the Ridley trade. Like, there's so many factors into it. Like, is he going to play? Right. Then if he plays, then there's one. Did you see that if they sign a long term deal with them, it counts as a number two pick? Yeah, it's it's like four pick. or five different stipulations. It's like crazy. if he plays this amount of time, it's it's like they can have anywhere from like a sixth round pick to a second round pick from him. Based it's on bizarre, what, yeah, what it's a bizarre nuts. trade. And I mean, I, again, they're trying to give Trevor Lawrence some weapons, um, but here is like, is he like we just don't know anything about Calvin Ridley? So Bradley Chubb's the story. Who got the bet? To me, did the Miami Dolphins get better or did the Bills get better, more better, most better? Um, just because the Bills are such a complete football team. Yeah. And I'm not even saying that the Dolphins aren't, but seeing what they were able to do, and now you add a back like Naheem Himes. And by the way, go look at some of this dude's uh, highlights. Like Naheem Himes. Oh, no, he was nice dude. until Jonathan Taylor came out and was like the next – uh, yeah, Nick but Chubb. even 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 when Naheem Himes was in the game, dude, he would make some incredible plays. I kind of liken it to when uh, Deontay Foreman, our very own Deontay Foreman, was with the Tennessee Titans last year. And yeah, they had Derrick Henry as their bell cow. But whenever you put a, it, I mean, that was a one-two punch. It wasn't really that much of a of a change of a drop off from one to the other. I would say Buffalo with Naheem Himes. And uh, and he went to a North Carolina school, so yeah, man, I'll, uh, I'll go with the uh, old Buffalo man. All right, any last comments on these trades, guys? Because I got the calls working. No. Are you All right, sure? let's rock. All I right. think so. Hey, what's up, fellas? Yeah. This is the real AP. Uh, it's like twelve fifteen midnight. Sorry, I had to do some Halloween trunk-or-treat stuff to do this evening. Um, I got to watch a little after halftime, and I had to leave, and I come back to finish watching the game, picked up where I left off, um, and I had notifications on my phone. I was like, what? I mean, I was listening to on radio on the way. Um, I'm very proud of this team. From what we've had the last three years, and I can't remember much before that, but I don't think we've been in this game if Matt Fool was coaching us. I, I honestly believe that. And Tony, I support you on this. I mean, why should you I know it's a team game, but why should you put your kicker in that predicament? And I think it's funny too when they uh DJ cut that pretty much a Hill Mary. There should have been a PI on that for one. And one dude like grabs his right arm. I mean he's like dragging him down. I don't know why those penalties, if it had been called, maybe it had been offset. I think if it had been normal, he kept his helmet on, dude would have made it. We'd walked out of there with a W, but I'm just, honestly, I mean, we're three and six. I'm happy that we're, we're uh, being competitive, man. I mean, I don't think it, I mean, 
I, I'm all for Wilkes. I'm on that Wilkes bandwagon, man. And Al Hawkum. I'm still, I mean, McAdoo's looking a little better too, man. And he, I mean, these cats are playing. Yep. They're playing ball. And they're, it's, it just seems like a whole different energy than it was three weeks ago or four weeks ago. I mean, when we had Matt. So, anyway, I'm proud of him, man. I know it sucks we didn't get the W, but. No, I'm not saying it's a draft. I'm about 25 minutes into watching y'all's podcast, but I'm, I'm proud of them. I'm proud to be a fan. And hey, there's still a lot of building to do, building blocks, and it's right now, the past three weeks, especially the past two weeks, it's looking good, in my opinion. Anyway, I appreciate y'all. I'll holler later. Keep pounding. Peace. My man called in with nice. another call. We're going to honor him with another call. He called in three times. I'm only going to give him two. All right. Uh, and then we'll come back to it if we get through him fast enough. But uh, here's part two. Hey, what's up, fellas? The real AP again. I'm about uh hour 40 into the post game on Sunday. Uh and some of these dudes, some of y'all, man, y'all fans, y'all uh, talk about this and that. This. Oh, yeah. You remind me of that uh, Ed Bassmaster. He does that character. Would you look at that? Look at this. Look at that. Look at this. Look at that. I know Ed Bassmaster. I sound like <laughs> Would you just look at it? And you're not looking at it. You're just picking and choosing. I mean, that's what people are doing. Yeah, it's a team game, man. And, I mean... Come on, man. You can't. I'm still with Tony, man. You can't blame it. You shouldn't put your kicker in that position. You are offensive defense. 22 people, 11, 11. Uh, do your job. You're talking about the kicker's got one job. Every single man on that field has one job. Do your job. I mean, you can't. I'm not hating on a dude. Y'all talking about trading him away, kicking him off? Yeah. What? What? Who is there? Who are you going to get? Dude, he looked like he was Y'all probably want to call Adam Vinatieri out of retirement. Be like, yeah, yeah. Y'all crazy, man. man. We appreciate the call. Look, I appreciate the support here. Uh, And I do like, when I say me, I like the, because I took a ribbon on... Since then, I just like the win as a team, lose as a team. And I understand plays matter. And he didn't win the game for us. He didn't win the game for us. Greg, you had a point to make? Muted. (laughs) Man, we're awesome. We're so good at this. You would think that we've been doing this for 10 years. Yeah. (laughs) So, um, I don't know, man. Like, like I said, I still gotta, I still gotta go with that mindset of like. First of all, I want to say that I never called for his job. I can be mad at the guy, and I'm not saying he said that I did, but I know I personally never called for his job. Um, but I just, I hate when somebody says you shouldn't put your kicker in that situation. No, that's part of the job description. If any other players in that situation, the quarterback has to make the pa- the pass. The wide receiver has to make the catch, and they drop it. You can't say, "Well, you shouldn't have put him in that situation." No, that's a good that's point. That's their job. 
is to do that. Well, that's, that's the, the position the they're supposed it's, to be in. Exactly. Is... You're supposed to fulfill your needs. Now, not everybody, like I said, does that the entire game. I get that. But you're talking about a guy who does three or four plays a game as opposed to a guy, people who do 50, 60 plays a game. So I have a little more leeway with people screwing up a little more on those 50, 60 plays than the guy doing it on the one. Or does he not have enough opportunity to make up a mistake? Is that they're also, that's the other thing is that they're so valuable. Yeah. I mean, he fucking blew it, man. I get it. I get it. I get how, look, is that these kicks are makeable kicks, both of them. And he had been pretty money all the way since week one. Yeah. And it just sucks at that moment. I do agree with the language you're talking about is like, don't put him in that position is like, yeah, that's actually the position you do put him in is to kick a field goal and win the game. But that's why that position. And I believe this is, I know it's just easy. So you only got one job. All you do is kick is if it was so automatic it, then right, then would there it. would be more Justin Tuckers but in the, the reason- league. And that is the whole point, is they make those kicks in practice all the time, but when all the pressure, all of this, all of the – that's the whole reason there's only – first of all, there's not 32 great kickers in the NFL. No, there's not. But But the thing is, if you have kickers who make kicks like that, you're going to raise them up and say they're great kickers. Yeah. Therefore, no, they miss yeah. kicks that's like why that, you're you can be a up. hero or you could be a zero, dude. Right. And I mean, but at the end of the day is that if like your quarterback, if you're on the seven yard line and you have a receiver who, you know, like, and you miss the throw, do they lose the game for you? Now, nah, I don't know if they lost the game for you, but they didn't win it again. I know that's a semantics. Maybe you guys feel like that's mental gymnastics. Oh, yeah. But I do think is this is that winning takes a collective effort. Each play does matter in some case. Now, this is a big deal right here. Yeah. Um, See, this is why I'm not trying to hear what y'all got to say. This why? is why I'm not trying this to hear. This is the because, fucking uh, world now, dude. Why. This I'm is pregame. This is no, the no, world. No, 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 no. Let me tell you why. Nah. Because at, m- whenever you're watching, uh, many of us have been to an NFL game before. This is warm-ups, dude. When you warm-ups, go to an dude. NFL game, you see the kicker practicing kicks from different distances before the game. Meanwhile, this dude can't act like he's ever been there before. And he's taking selfies of himself but, and posing for the gram and doing all this type of shit. Oh, bro. Did, he, did he not practice? I know. Then, yeah. Oh, I know. Who cares? This is the world on, today. And then you're going to go on to lo- to miss the final two game-winning mm. kicks? See, Get that this is the world I today. Yeah. I was walking out of the grocery store and this hot girl, like the women, and you don't ever, I don't know if you can trust yoga pants anymore because they take them off and they <laughs> looking like jello coming out the bowl. But Todd it's one of those people Todd. you look twice at when you walk by. She just was walking out of the grocery store as soon as she walked out of the grocery store and then just kept moving on. That's the fucking world we live in. Yeah. And, and and I wouldn't say by any means that that affected. I, I I think he missed those kicks because of the pressure, and he just he he just messed up. I think he's a good kicker because be, up to this point he's been that way. He did not practice. He may maybe stopped and took a selfie, whatever he can do that. But I guarantee you when he goes to kick that last few kicks, that's not in his mind. 
is that selfie that he was taking at the beginning of the Why game. Why wasn't he had, he had no, same no, it's no just effect. those things catch you up with you. It's like the internet always wins. That's what it is. They is took the... 10 seconds of that and showed it to you, yeah. and you took the bait and said, that was what he was doing before the game. All right, let's yeah. keep Why moving. We're going to come back to this. Hold it, hold it, hold it, hold it, hold it. Let's come. We're going to come back to it. Let's go to Corey. Hey, what's good, fellas? Uh, it's Corey calling in. What up, Corey? Give him my Monday morning takes. You know, uh, yesterday was obviously a very emotional game. Um, I honestly was even pretty even killed watching it because, uh, like, I just love the fact that the game was at least exciting. Um, and win or lose, like, we won. Cool, great. We lost. Honestly, I wasn't going to be too upset either way in, anyway because, you know, uh, draft takes cool, all that good shit, whatever. But, like, I don't really think, I'm not in. I'm not in the the tanking or division like lead in camp. Even like I'm honestly just watching the games and whatever happens is gonna happen. Because at the end of the day, I'm be honest. I don't. I'm not. I'm not really rocking with none of these quarterbacks in the first round. I don't think a top five pick is gonna get us uh, that much different a player than it would like the number eighteen pick or some shit like that. Like um, that's just me. Um, yeah. Let me. Let me think. Let me think. What happened yesterday? Yeah, let me let me pound the table for my nigga Dante Foreman, man. Like this is what this is what people were talking about when when well we said we should have traded CMC, not because Christian McCaffrey is not a great player, he's not this, he's not that, he's all these amazing. Things. He had a, he had an amazing game for San Francisco yesterday, but like Dante Foreman had 180 yards and three touchdowns, and he's getting paid like just over a million dollars this year, and we got draft picks back for Christian McCaffrey, and we're a team that has a lot of holes. You know, with Christian being as great as he is, he wasn't the piece that was going to put us over the top. It was always going to be quarterback, right? But you can, if you can get great production out of a running back for a fraction of the cost and get stuff back for him, you do that a hundred times out of a hundred. And and like, okay, is Dante Foreman individually as good of a player as Christian McCaffrey is? No, but he works for our offense. He does what we need him to do, and he's not you know, getting paid like a, like a receiver, right? But whatever. Um, Terrace Marshall, yeah, bro, he got it. This is the first – I was looking at the stats. He's, this is the first time he's ever – he had like he, – he played like 80% of the snaps in this game. This is the first time he's been over 50. Like he hasn't even been close to playing 50% of the snaps. Get this motherfucker on the field. He's talented. He needs reps. He needs to get comfortable. He's going to continue to be better, man. We're going to see Terrace Marshall Jr. by the end of the year. We're going to be really excited what we have in him, man. Mark my words. Um, yeah, look, don't blame DJ. I don't, if you're blaming DJ, you're a fucking nerd. I don't care. Like, rules are rules, whatever, whatever you want to call it. Even if you say, like, people saying, now nah, he wasn't even in the field to play. But fuck that shit, man. Make your field goals. 33 yards, 48 yards, and make your field goals. Keep pounding. Completely agreed, man. Make your damn kicks. Yep. Make your damn kicks. Uh, We're doing all this semantics. Make your damn kicks. Yeah, the Panthers I know, have not I know. had that since Graham. Here's the thing is that Panero has been pretty good for us getting them out of nowhere in comparison to us having a guy. You know what I'm saying? Like, as we've in, and. Uh, if anything, I don't got a problem with the selfie pick. It just, I would say he looks like a nerd more than I got a problem with the pick, but that's just me being old. I do want to go ahead and do this. Let's, while I got this up, um, 
Let me stop sharing. I'm going to show you guys the screen just so I can show you the... This is the winner right here because I had to count backwards. CJ06 is the winner of two um, car flags. Two car flags right there. And we're going to give away two more on uh, on the post game coming up. I bought some cool... The other things I've been buying, I've been buying some... Uh, like um, patches. So you guys, t- you know, like some people like to sew patches onto their jerseys or some different things like that. I think I'm going to put them in like a frame and try to make them cool. So you can maybe put them on your desk or something. So those are some things coming up on the horizon for all fans coming up. You guys can support the podcast by calling in at 252-228-5098. Uh, subscribe on YouTube. Check us out on Twitter. These are the types of things we're doing. We're trying to build and grow we have had such crazy growth for us or at least maybe not in the youtube wootube 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 i feel like i'm saying wu-tang uh in the youtube world compared to other people but for us we've had incredible growth over the past year and i've been so thankful for you guys who have come here and watched this show until crazy hours at night um want to go to the next call uh can we uh you got Welcome some... one more person. Yes, please. Another one. He's this a is, this, this is a return member. Or... So some of the things like white, chi- like my bastard son. He said we, he got a new card. We just did this one. We already did yeah. Daniel. Did we? There was another one. I thought then. Uh, maybe I'm tripping. Okay. I'll look for it. Go ahead and Next play call. for another call. I thought there was another. Hey, good afternoon, boys. Uh, beautiful North Carolina day here in Jamestown. Uh, this is Baby Rhino. Uh, I haven't called you guys in a couple of weeks. I've actually been kind of superstitious of that since we won a game and then almost won a game. I was like, every time I call C3 boys, we, we lose. So that theory proved to be wrong. Um, but yeah, I mean, pretty impressive uh, game. Uh, uh, it just goes to show you like what happens when there's a quarterback that can throw a ball. Uh, like DJ and get it in the hands of our star receiver, DJ Moore. Um, have mixed feelings on whether that call was legit uh, as far as should it have been thrown or not. But anyway, it is what it is now. Uh, just, you know, calling in, getting you guys' thoughts. Um, still continue to get us through this hard time of being a Panthers fan. Um, not really sure where we go from here, but it's gotten so much a high easier. draft pick would be kind of my ideal scenario. Um, everybody hit the uh, subscribe, hit the like, give these boys what they need. They do it week in, week out. Smash it. So take Holy care, boys. Baby Rhino out. Keep pounding. Stars are aligning. Look, he said, give these boys what they need, a like, a subscribe, and support. And then God delivers a patron saint to us. And it's to the point dude, where it's Davis. like, we love you. It's like, man, we just He's need to man, go. Dude. We want to hug you. He's the man. He is the certified man. Another, another one. Big one. $35 love bomb from Michael Davis, man. Shout out to Michael. You are indeed the man. It's a serious comment. Game was heartbreaking. That can affect the team deeply. Impact the entire season even. How does the team respond? And is that response the beginning of a measure of what kind of a coach Steve Wilkes and cast 
are. Michael, I have, a, I have an opinion about this. I believe that's exactly what me and CK have been yep. saying. That if if Steve Wilkes and PJ Walker continue to move at the same trajectory and continue to grow and continue to get better and continue to look competent in their job, I don't know how you don't give these men the benefit of the doubt. I just don't Why know is it just you and CK? I feel like Greg and I are about to hire him right now. Because I think you and I are more on Wilkes than 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 PJ. Right, they're, we're they're talking. At it, they're looking at it as a, as a, as a but that's what it says. Wilkes. Yeah. It doesn't say PJ in the comment. That's what I was thinking too, but yeah, I get what you're saying. It says, it says Steve Wilkes and Cast are so Steve oh. Wilkes and the entirety of this team, and that includes his biggest decision as head coach, and that's PJ Walker and quarterback. So yeah, I do think those two, like CK was saying. They are tethered together to one another. And I don't think that you can appreciate one without appreciating the other in the same kind of way. Right. So, I, hate this. I mean, I don't, I don't hate to say this. I mean, I mean to say this is I feel like um, the team's performance to this point has already done what you, what Michael is asking if they can do. Yeah, I agree. Um, and the, the thing is, is this is if Ben McAdoo takes over this team, uh, in the absence of Matt Rule, are we here? We at? I don't know. No, I don't know. It's like right now, it, it comes to the point. Is this? Is that? Um, where our last caller said that thanks for helping us get through this tough time as being a Panthers fan is like. I feel like the tough times are behind us now that Matt Rule's gone. <laughs> like, I mean, like with yeah. Steve Wilkes, I'm like excited to watch football now. That mm -hmm. game was so exciting. We lost that game, but I'm not even upset. I mean, I'm kind of mm -hmm. upset. But, like, that game was awesome. We've looked great for two weeks in a row. We even looked all right against the Rams. We had our best game, just not offensively, but complete. Like, right now, uh, and I saw Sheena Quick. Uh, somebody put a tweet about this. She went on the radio and said this. And uh, Sheena's been doing big things, so shout out to her. And, obviously, she's not poaching my takes by any means. Uh, but she said, when you see, when, you, when, you, when Steve Wilkes talks to you in the media and stuff like that, he feels like a head coach. Like you have confidence, you know what I'm saying? Right. It's just like the presence is there. And that's what I said from day one. Right. Mm -hmm. Is that it's just like immediately like, whoa. Yeah. I, I think it's apparent to everyone. I, I think the difference is for me, y'all, is I can bring in a lot of different quarterbacks and put up numbers, minus the huge numbers that PJ Walker just put up. We'll see if that continues because he was playing against third string you know, third string safeties and, and cornerbacks, but I'm not, I'm not trying to take away from him, but I can bring a lot of players in to put up the numbers that PJ Wilkes does. And the PJ Walker, PJ Walker, I'm sorry, won't change as much as if I took Steve Wilkes out right now and just dropped somebody new in there. Well, we that's would think the, that. That's the Let's see. How about this? You want to know if no Steve Wilkes is the dude, what if we make him start Baker? Be like well, this is that this is what Let's David Tepper goes to Steve Wilkes and he says, All right, if you can keep up this momentum and with Baker Mayfield as your quarterback, you're hired right away. Good <laughs> yeah. like, God, because I mean, it's like almost like that would be a, I mean, not almost, that's a downgrade. It's like, Oh, we will be like, Oh, shit. And by the I'm way, John, John B. Jenkins in the chat says, Bro, y'all leaving me out of this convo. We would never leave out the biggest PJ Walker Witness super the Walker fan. Wonder. John Jenkins has been on PJ Walker since mm -hmm. b before anyone had a reason 
to even like even when when PJ was not a part of the conversation. Why? Actually, can we John ask John was saying PJ the Walker Wonder baby? John, tell us in the chat why is it that you fell so instantly in love with PJ? Mm-hmm. Like when was it? Um. So this. So there's a couple. Of, like I mean, obviously, my wife is my love of my life. Uh, but there's some like it's crushes. Not me, that, dude. Oh uh, no, definitely not. Yeah. Um. No, nah, you're my, like my my yang. Um. I just re- all right. So this girl, this like when you know the like the elementary middle school crush, Catherine. It was this girl named Catherine Dale, and it was sixth grade. And I remember like the moment still that I saw. You know, I'm like, ah, you know, like it's the moment. And I don't know. There's got to be like, where were you at nine? Like, where were you? What? When was the moment that you fell in love with PJ Walker? I got to know. You got to know the moment. Obviously, it's like, oh, I saw him play. Da da da. How about this? Even Sea Dog is in here giving PJ right. the vote of confidence, man. And by the way, Sea Dog was in Atlanta, watched this game in person, so he got to see all of that in person. Hey, man, I think PJ, the more he plays, he's going to continue turning people yeah. into believers. And, he and, said and that once XFL. Again, I, I want to put out there once again, I'm not saying I'm not a PJ believer. I'm saying if you had to ask me right now, you can sign one of them right. to a long-term deal. I'm signing Steve Wilkes before I'm signing PJ Walker. I think PJ has the talent and the ability, whether that will come true, him doing playing this well, will, will, will time will tell. But if I had to sign one right now, it'd be Steve Wilkes. I'm just PJ saying Wilkes. this is I like PJ. I've been uh, I've been like I root for guys like this all the time. Right. My whole point is this: even with Matt Corral and PJ, is that I just feel like this. If you had a top five pick, the idea of passing on a quarterback right now for where we've been at is such a big, whoa, that would be insane. But you know what? The good news is though. You know what is? It's the next coach is going to have that decision, sure, and uh, that that will be their decision, right? Not ours. Uh, let's go yeah, to the next. Uh, John coach. John did say it started in the XFL. Yeah, so sure. That's when he saw him and started believing. Oh yeah, and look, good comment by Lynn here. I just hope PJ doesn't need a whole quarter to get in the game. You guys weren't ready to sign him to a long-term deal after he started what four for nine or whatever it was. Or it's something. a different time. All right. Man. All right. All right. Next. What's up C3. What's good. It's Anthony, Anthony from Charlotte. Oh yeah. Um, yes, sir. just thought I'd call in and give my thoughts to the game. Hold on a second. So, yeah, um, tough loss, obviously. A lot of things you can point to. Um, Eddie Panero missing the two kicks. You know, P.J. Walker throwing the pick six. But I do want to talk about one thing. I get that there's no consensus QB1 in this next coming draft from what Everyone seems to tell me all of a sudden Bryce Young or CJ Stroud aren't worth taking. And that's fine if you think that. But let me let me ask you this. Our offensive line is playing like a top five unit right now. We have retained all our core pieces after the trade deadline. 
I mean, I seriously think if you let put a rookie quarterback in that spot, let him develop with this offense. This is an offense that a QB is going to want to go to. And the reason I'm talking about this is because, guys, I ser- I like P.J. Walker. I love this team, okay? I wouldn't care about this team so much if I didn't give a shit about them. And I love P.J. Walker, but I just it's don't cool know statement, if he can continue to sustain, yeah. su- sustain success. And that's why, if it goes south, I am okay with taking the quarterback, whoever it is. The preference does not matter. I just, you know, I, I think once we have that dude, once we know who that guy is, we will be able to start competing. And here, the last thing I want to say is I feel bad for Wilkes, man. And I, I, I love, you know, I love being optimistic about things. I do. I really do. And it's hard to just, for me to be optimistic about this team is because we're already eight weeks into the season and Matt Rule gave us four losses. It's just hard to really make the playoffs when you're, you know, two and six. And we, we have some hard games coming up. Division, There's no doubt though. about it. I mean, we got the Bengals next, then that's the Falcons hard. again. That's not hard. I mean, we can't say that's an easy win now. We got yeah, the Ravens, I mean, the Bucks again, the Saints again. I mean, we have work to do. If, if if this team wants to make a run, we gotta start. We gotta win these games. We cannot finish the season with another five win. I got something to say after this. I don't that even is, think that we need to. Oh, that's the call. That's the call. Go ahead. No, uh, it, it, it's just that. Okay, if you're in love with one of these college quarterbacks, like I need you to understand that you're doing the same thing that you are all blaming me of doing with Matt Corral, right? We got, what, maybe five minutes of preseason footage of Matt Corral, and you're already done with him. So, therefore, you're just evaluating college tape. Well, if I can evaluate college tape of Matt Corral and see all the traits that I want and say, okay, I'm willing to take a bet on this guy to see what we have. Well, you're doing the same thing with these quarterbacks that are in big-time offenses like Ohio State and Alabama. There is no guarantee that any of these guys are going to pan out. I understand that for Matt No, Corral but you too. believe in them, but though. Just be, right, but just because somebody is drafted number one or number two, that doesn't mean they're actually going to amount to being Agreed. a better player than a third-round pick, especially when they're on this powerhouse football teams like Ohio State and Alabama. I'm just saying have some guts, dude. You know, is this, is that, yes, you're right, is there's always uncertainty, but you pick a guy you believe in, you know, and you got to shoot your shot sometimes. You did. Then why don't we pick, you know, we could have picked him at six then. The the, the difference is, Cody, with that, I I get what you're saying. They're not better than Corral. All we're going by is college tape. But look, man, you're also talking about college tape on players who are Heisman winners or Heisman candidates. And don't give me Corral was until the bowl game and that kind of stuff. Because he was, but that is relevant, though. How is that not relevant? How how seriously in contention was he for the Heisman? Even after the injury at the bowl game. And how about this? Dude, the guy from Carolina could win the Heisman this year. How about this? Even, Even after he got injured? 
He finished seventh in Heisman voting. Seventh. Seventh. That's not. That's not serious. How many close, players man? get hurt and that's then finish at Bro, all? Matt Corral's coming out. He can't walk right now, dude. For Heisman. Matt Corral cannot fucking walk right now. Does other motherfuckers have more talent? Do you want to seven? That and they play for much better football teams. My what thing, a, my thing is, man, is you're talking you gotta about just get off. You got to me- What does Bryce Jones do as a when? quarterback that Matt Corral doesn't? When? Or yeah, on Alabama. With the yeah, but he actually has brought them back. He's done some pretty fucking, fucking miraculous dude. shit, dude. He's done yeah, some pretty it, miraculous yeah, stuff. Matt Corral, right? Alabama receivers and an Alabama Fortress of Solitude offensive line. And then see how Matt Corral and is. Bill O'Brien. I, I, I can't argue. I can't argue college football with you, but I do know that if you're a team that's playing, it's a lesser one of these lesser teams. You tend to play lesser talent. You know. Well, he is in the, the SEC. SEC. Lesser talented yeah. teams. But man, know, look, I mean, is that just the dude? Is that if look, if the Carolina Panthers believe that one of these top quarterbacks is better? straight up against Matt Corral in his best conditions, they would be malpractice to not pick him. Yeah, sunk cost. I mean, you can't there's no sunk cost narrative here. Just because you pick Matt Corral, you gotta go and try to figure it out. Yeah, if you're picking top three, I'm not saying that they're gonna go and corral over one of the top dudes. I'm saying if you're a fan and you're sitting here saying, oh dude, all the Carolina Panthers need is a CJ Stroud. Oh dude, all they need is a Bryce Young but that's just as relevant as me saying all we need is the dude that we already fucking have. And you, you okay. could do right. I know. You, you know what? This right. is why you're great for the podcast because, boy, yeah. you don't let up on your takes. Hell no. He don't back that. He hasn't budged a fucking bit on this. In fact, not, not only once we once he digs in, he digs in more. Yeah. It's like, now oh, I'm on this saying. hill. Now I'm going to build a platform to the right. sky yeah. on this hill. Uh, let's go. Then this this next call it. is about us, Cody. About you and I. Oh. Oh. Tony, big fan out here in Idaho. Um, but I got to say, you owe Cody an apology. He told oh. you at the end of the draft last year that Shy Smith would have 600 yards receiving. I think you guys bet $5 on it. And given the track record he's got right now, 14.92 yards per game played. He will surpass that 600 yards at week uh, nine of the 2025 season. So you're going to owe him that five dollars. I, I was sitting here, I was like, wait a second. Adjusted wait for inflation, second. that should be $7.91. <laughs> Keep on it, guys. Damn. Love what you do. That's awesome, yeah. Damn you, Palmer. That was great. I was on your side and you betrayed me. Uh, he was trolling you, bro. I was doing the math in my head like something's not right. Here. I know. I was like, <laughs> I know. I was like, oh, is he gonna say um, that you get to count return yards and preseason yards? It, nah, this you know, mug. Like, Greg, pull his stats. <laughs> pull his stats. Oh God, do we really have to spend twenty minutes? No, we're not. We're going to the next call. We're going to the next call. Hawkins brothers, how y'all doing? It's G Cavassier. Hey, I got one sentence to say. On Cincinnati, on the Cincinnati. And how they looked last night, I believe my Panthers can beat them. I think we can. Keep pounding. Like it. Like Josh it. Smith has eight receptions for 105 yards this season. That's actually kind of good on eight 
reception. I mean, it's it's about it's close to fourteen what and a half. Anderson he did say that fourteen point five. How <laughs> yeah. has he even gotten that many yards? It's actually, That's crazy. Thirteen point one after this game. So that's pretty wild. He had zero actually. receptions and zero yards in the last two games. Uh, speaking of that, is uh, I'm thinking Terrace Mar. This is Terrace Marshall Jr. time right now. Yeah. Um, he's gotten, he's played, I, I was, I was listening to something or maybe I was just reading in fantasy football. I, I picked him. I have no right now in my keeper league. Um, everybody's on a buy. Uh, I got Hollywood Brown. who's on IR and I'm making a push right now, dude. I got Waddle. I got CMC. Um, who else do I got? Uh, Kenneth Walker, the third, I picked him late. Who's going to be my keeper. Like I always am trying to pick a back in those mid late ra- late mid rounds, you know, I think I picked him in the six or seven. So he's going to be a keeper for the next five years for me. Um, I think, and you know, Terrace, I had to I picked Terrace Marshall Jr. up off the waiver wire today. And what they were citing is this, is he had maybe 80 yards last week. Um, but that he's playing a ton of snaps right now. Yeah. Like 95% of the snaps or something. Isn't that crazy? We're just, Playing a player on Sunday. Why? Will why do how for could this? Career. What? Uh, no, I agree with that. I agree with that. But like, what could have really? I always wondered this. I've always wondered this is like, particularly if Matt Rule is not Uber was not Uber involved. Like, you know, he's not an offensive guru. Why is it? Was it just because it? Was it just because Robbie Anderson was his boy? Like, why is it that Terrace Marshall Jr. was so in Matt Rule's doghouse? And then now he is like out there performing. Who was our last offensive coordinator? The guy from uh, LSU? Uh, Joe Brady. Did Joe Brady and Terrence Marshall Jr. When Terrence Marshall Jr. from LSU as well? Yeah, that was his dude. But I'm saying this just four weeks ago, Terrence Marshall. No, six weeks ago, Terrence Marshall Jr. was zero. It wasn't even making the active roster. Let's see. How would he got in two weeks? I bet he's beating Shots. Well, we never talked about this on the show. But after Matt Rule was fired, Kenny Robinson, former Carolina Panther, put out a tweet. And it was very clearly directed at Matt Rule. Oh, yeah. He said so. He got an issue with him or something? Yeah, like basically kind of making that there are coaches that don't want to see you succeed and they don't want to see you thrive. And it might sound kind of like childish on its head to think that coaches like hold grudges. But, dude, they're all men. They're all people. They're human beings. What did he like make and, a pass and, at his and wife who or something? Who knows what happens mm-hmm. at, in a locker room or on the field that just makes a coach refuse to believe in, in a player and whether or not he should have a chance or not. Look, man, I still think that Deontay Brown could be a better oh, guard than we, even awesome. know, than we even know because he's never gotten a good chance. By the way, I don't think Matt Corral was given a good chance in preseason. Matt, Matt Rule man, was an absolute man. moron who did not know how to ma- – not only did he not know how to manage the talent on this football team, but this man couldn't evaluate talent for shit. There was one other thing that came out in one of the recent – I don't know if it was the Fowler story on ESPN Plus that I haven't been able to read the whole thing or if it was on The Athletic and Joe Person. By the way, we're going to have Joe Person next week on the Beat Check. Ooh, nice. Um, or a eighty percent chance he said he could do. He couldn't do it this week, but he thinks he can do it next week. Uh, 
the 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 it was like that Matt Rule uh bullied like bludgeoned people in the front office until basically everybody just gave up. Yeah, he would wear them out. Right. It was just like yeah, like you know. Um the other thing that was here was one that oh I saw one tweet from a former player a guy who's in the in, a, in the league right now actually might not be maybe he's in the XFL or something like that but the guy he told Matt Rule said when he was a high school recruit or whatever that he would never be a division 1 football player and then he's like a pro he's like I mean he might be in the XFL or something right now but he as soon as Matt Rule was fired he fired that off so all right next call Hey guys, Tyler here. Hope you're having a great night. Hope you having a great, you've had a great Halloween. Uh, I live out here in Orange County, California. And so uh, I was Christian McCaffrey for Halloween yesterday at work. So oh, I represented shit. the Panthers. <laughs> nice. uh, uh, the Panthers. Uh, one of my patients actually asked if I wanted to be a loser for Halloween. I'm oh. not kidding. They really asked. Oh. You decided to be a loser for Halloween. That's how bad we are right now, I guess. But, uh, do the Panthers have an opportunity to still be in it? Absolutely. I think the biggest game, obviously the game coming up is big, but the game with the Falcons uh, after the Bengals, I think if we win that game, we're uh, definitely in a big position to win the division. But if we lose that game, and I definitely if we lose against uh, the Bengals, we're potentially out three games. And I just don't see us coming out of that. Um I think a lot has to depend with P.J. Walker. He's obviously getting better, uh, but he still makes those crucial mistakes, the pick six, right? You can't have that. He's uh, Again, you know, he does take a little bit to heat up uh, like he did last week, but he's getting better. And I potentially can see him if the Panthers do not have a, a top two pick. I can see him possibly being a bridge quarterback until we find one. Um but uh, definitely they're in a contention to um, compete for the NFC South. Uh, Steve Wilkes, I think, depending on obviously wins, but he's definitely been able to put this team together, right? The players have not quit on each other or themselves. Uh, he's definitely allowed this team and, uh, uh, you know, been a good leader of men. But at the same time, I honestly just don't see David Tepper. Unless we win the division, go to the playoffs, I don't see him honestly kicking Steve Wilkes. I think he should be considered because he's done a hell of a job with the position he's been at. But I just don't see Tepper uh, hiring him as the head coach unless he goes on that, unless we win the division and go on a playoff run. I just see Tepper really wanting an offensive-minded coach. So... Um, if we do not, uh, if we're not in a position to pick a quarterback in the draft, I honestly wouldn't be mad about uh, Will Anderson if we could pick him up. Can you imagine Will Anderson, Burns, and Brown on the D-line? That's pretty sick, but yeah. I would love the quarterback. So, hope you guys have a good night. Uh, talk to you in the next one. Appreciate you, man. Dude, awesome call, man. Dressed up as McCaffrey's, working in hospitals, man, like that. He's the man, dude. He's absolutely the man. He comes on the free for all too. Shout out, to, shout out to Alex. Um, yeah, man, right. like, uh, yeah. Let's get some more calls. Let's keep rocking. Let's keep rocking. All right. Car, car sounds. Car sounds. Next call. This is Chuck from Elizabeth City. 
Hey guys, Chuck from Elizabeth City, aka Carolina Sports Guy. Sitting around been thinking today, and it just kind of dawned in my head, you know, we've had some tough losses. The Cleveland game, the referees robbed us. I do believe the referees robbed us this week with the DJ Moore penalty. You know, we could easily be four and four, really even five and three. I saw the Giants as a game that we lost that we probably should have won, but not the nitpick. We are what we are. Um, but the one thing I do notice, uh, I like Wilkes as a coach. Now, I do think we're replacing. But I'm hoping we do get an offensive-minded coach or whatever coach we get, and I hope we somehow can keep Wilkes as a defensive coordinator. I, I just I, I love what he brings to the table. Uh, plus, he has that tie with the old school teams that we had that won pretty well. Uh, we don't need Rivera back, but I just believe Wilkes brings something that – the kind of grit we need. Now, I will say this. I, I've had a crow about P.J. Walker. He's looked pretty decent these last two games, really good. Um, And it kind of makes me wonder why the hell we didn't try throw the ball more in the Rams game with him. But uh, needless to say, we've made the right decision, as bad as it was to get rid of CMC. But definitely a good idea to get rid of Robbie Anderson. I've seen a lot of other people play. And, and starting to shine. Our defense is looking good. We do need a couple of people, places, the people there. And our offensive line to me is starting to come along. Now, here's where I'm really looking at, and I think it's a win-win situation. If we do pick top five, somehow we're in the top five, now we can get a franchise quarterback. The thing I like, keep PJ. Let him be our starter, especially if he can shine or rise out these last half of the season. He's good enough to kind of get us through. He would be a great true bridge quarterback till we get the rookie. We bring in as a franchise quarterback, let him learn that first year. I think that would be outstanding. Let P.J. Walker let this rookie learn from his leadership. P.J. kind of builds us back up, lets us go. He gets his playing time in, and the rookie isn't thrown into the fire right away. I like and this I take. I think that's the best schedule. And, and, take. Good, hey. good, good call, Chuck, from Elizabeth City. I like that idea. If you are drafting that franchise quarterback, that doesn't mean that you still have to part ways necessarily with P.J. Walker, but he is going to command a little money at this rate uh, as a backup quarterback. We'll see just if anybody's willing to take a chance on him as a starter. Uh, let's go to the Matt next Corral, baby. Hey, guys. It's uh, Jedi Joy. Um, Jedi. This one's call in. I actually went down to Atlanta uh, this past weekend with my mom, and uh, we went to the game. And I will say, even though the outcome wasn't great, it was a great time. Um Definitely got my money's worth. It was, <laughs> I, I dare say, I don't think I've seen a Panthers game that exciting. Definitely not in the rural era. Uh, maybe like back in the 2015 season. It's crazy. Sure. Um, I thought that it was going to be a whole bunch of Falcons fans talking trash, and I talked a little bit of trash to some guys, but everybody was pretty much cool. Um, beautiful stadium if you haven't been to Mercedes-Benz Stadium yet. Uh, the concessions, uh, they had burgers and fries and chicken tenders and fries for like $6, which is unimaginable to me. I'm like, why can't we not pay an arm and a leg for 
food at Bank of America Stadium. Um, and we got to see T.J. Walker, you know, turning the Willie Beeman out there uh, for any given Sunday reference if you don't get it. But um, I don't know. Like, even though it was a loss, I'm still excited for the rest of the season. Uh, hopefully we can go take down some snacks. You dreaming. I'm Oh, that's the weird part about that. I want to know what he says there. <laughs> I remember that came after that, dude. Yeah, and uh, is he saying, well, uh, next call. You might need to cut that one a little. <laughs> no, nah, man, I'm going to cut Jack. He, man, he, man, that's Jamie hey, Fox. Hey, T3, this is mean. Panthers' journey. Um, you know, the Bengals coming up should be a good matchup. Uh, gives me hope after seeing them get blown out by the uh, – uh, Cleveland Browns. Here's what I'm tired of is, you know, I'm tired of, uh, you know, our fans, uh, you know, we, we beat the Bucks and all of a sudden here's so much hope, this and that, and then we lose a close one in Atlanta, you know, after lots of mistakes, and they're like, oh, our season's over again. No, you know what? This division is ass. You know, we have a shot still at this division. It's not over. We're still right where we are when we beat the Bucks. Right. You know, um, if we sneak by the Bengals, there we are again with another shot to take or tie the division. Uh, you know, Carolina fans, you gotta, you gotta stick by your team. Um, you know, and I'm still hopeful, you know, I'm not crazy optimistic, you know, that we're going to win the division, but we're still there. And I think we will be to the end of the year. This team can compete. Um, Deontay looks good. The offense looks decent enough, way better than what it was at the beginning of the season. You know, the defense, uh, they can make plays. They make game-changing plays. Um, uh, PJ, he's looking competitive enough. Um, so you either stick by your team or you don't. I'm tired of hearing the change in tone. Um, you know, I think this team is competitive. And, uh, you know, there were a lot of mistakes. You can blame it on DJ. You can blame it on the kicker, whatever. There were mistakes the entire game, especially early. Had those not been there, we probably wouldn't come down to a, a field goal kick. We'd probably be one, you know, uh, before the game's over. Um, you know, I, I think this team is going to be looking good forward in the next year. Um, hopefully, uh, I have optimism. And if we do beat the Bengals, which I do think we can compete with them right now, I think we can compete with any team on our schedule right now. Um, I don't know. We'll see. Um, but you either fucking stick with your team or you don't. I'm, you know, I'm tired of the, uh, wishy washy, um, having hope or not. You know, this team is still right there. We're competitive, guys. Be happy. You should be happy about that game in Atlanta. Not the outcome, but what we saw from our team coming back, coming back from being down. That's something new. That's something really new because we haven't seen that in God knows how long. To be able to come back from a, a down, unbelievable. All right. You know, thank you, C3, again for what y'all do. Uh, have a good one. Good Appreciate call. You, um, I want to say this, though, is that I agree with you. Is like, Look, I think people can uh, want uh, and believe that potentially a high draft pick could be good for their team and still be sticking with their team. Um, you know, I guess this is that. No, I think. But there is excitement right now with this team. There's more excitement in the last right. two weeks with this team than I've felt in the last two years. Which is oh, crazy. Easily. 
It's just crazy. You should have seen the cave whenever they hit that DJ hit that touchdown. Everybody that was watching the game was going nuts. Yeah. All right. Let's go. Papa. Papa, can you hear me? (laughs) Papa. (laughs) Can you see me? Papa, can you find me in the night? Papa, are you near me? Papa, can you hear me? Papa, can you help me not be frightened? Wow. Fuck you, Dad. <laughs> hey, hey. That's hey. real. You, you can feel you know the he's emotion. my kid. You know he's my kid. Yeah, you can feel the emotion. You should call him. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> You know who the fuck it ain't. Boyka, boyka, boyka! <laughs> this ain't G-Baby. But I got a lot to say about G-Baby. Uh-oh. Uh, G-Baby. Why are you such a bitch, man? Oh. Like, why are you never happy about anything? Like, I mean, I think you're, like, you're, like, uh, like, what is, like, I think you're, a pessimist for a living or something. I think you make money off of that. Because, dude, like, you've got to be happy with this team, dude. Look at the dumpster fire we were. Look at the dumpster fire we were when we came into this year. Look at... And then look at what we were able to do. For, and look at what we were able to do last week against the Bucks and this game against the Falcons. And yeah, dude, I get it. It fucking sucks to lose to the Dirty Birds. I hate the Dirty Birds. Fuck Atlanta. They're all annoying. That rise up shit is shit. Yep. But yeah, dude, if you walk away from that game saying we have the number one pick in the draft and we have it locked and loaded, then I don't know what the fuck you're watching, dude. I mean, technically, I'm not watching anything and I don't see that, but still... I listen to games on the radio. I go to the games. I feel the energy. And this energy feels like the energy of a winning team. And I'm talking playoff team. I'm not talking wild card team. I'm not talking sneak in the back door of the uh, wild card. What was it? 2018 Buffalo Bills style. I ain't talking about that shit. Nah. Or no, it was 2017 because they played the Jacksonville Jaguars. And when they have their good year. But no, I ain't talking around on that shit. I'm talking about divisional round or maybe even championship. That's the type of team we're playing like. So I don't I don't know what is up with y'all. And one thing I gotta say to people like y'all, bless your heart. I know you're from Utah, G baby. But you better get used to that because people are gonna be telling you that a lot. Anyway, guys. Awesome call. Hey, if G Baby is going to dish it out at the level that he dishes it out, you better be able to take it too, man. One of the things is this is a lot of callers don't believe that G Baby is black. Yeah, right. we always have we always have to do a preface whenever the, he drops yeah. the N word. Uh, we but, promise you, G Baby can. Oh, say it, it comes on the Friday for real. But how about this? Is 
being black in Utah too. Yeah, I mean, man, that's not. They can't well, have. Just, like, it's not like they can't be like a giant BYU, black pilot. Look at BYU. I mean, you know they've uh, beautiful people. They've got a, yeah. I mean, oh, you mean the normal, team that loses home. to uh, Pirates? How about this? Uh, I mean, oh my God. we beat them, bro. We beat them this past really, week. We're going uh, to a bowl game. We're going to a bowl game, what's our record? What's the We got the six right wins now? right now. That was our sixth win. Y'all still got the quarterback with the mullet. Who's that? Nah, we got Holt Nailers, big giant kid from two blocks down the road from where I live at. His name's Holt oh. Nailers. Holt Nailers. That's the baddest ass name I've ever heard. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> like, um, that is was that awesome. The last call? No, 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 no. Next. Okay. It's me, C Dog. Real quick, make sure when you come in here, you hit the like button. Make sure you got that subscribe to this motherfucking right. great content. It be up here every goddamn Tuesday, every Friday. Then we got the bad assimilation. You know what I'm saying? It could be, but they families. But it took times I did a personal life to entertain you guys. Now, man, I'm very excited for the rest of the year. PJ Walker has been fucking balling. When Patrick Mahomes come out and say that PJ Walker made the best throw of the year uh, or the week okay. or whatever, I'll take that. You know, I'm re- I'm just re- really ready to go down here Sunday and whoop the Bengals' ass because they, they they laid an egg yesterday. You know, so uh, I don't know, man. Everybody should be excited, man. You know, Steve Wilkes, you come out here and keep these boys playing like this for the rest of the season. You need to be out here to coach next year. There's no need to got to have a uh, to find anybody else, especially the way he got PJ playing. I don't know what he told PJ two weeks ago, but PJ been motherfucking balling. You know what I'm saying? And when I was at the game, I was so mad when DJ Moore got that touchdown pass. Got some of man, even DJ DJ Moore got them got the happy feet. He knew that was a touchdown. You know, it is what it is. But I'm excited. Got them. Deontay Foreman got them. Is Brought the ground and pound game back to Charlotte. We we are back. We are back to keep pounding. So this is a very exciting time right now. You know, only thing is, I would like to see Matt Corral, but we ain't gonna get to see him. You know, because he's injured. Besides that, man, shout out to Z Baby, the motherfucking goat. Shout out to everybody, all the C three cast. Love you know it. what I'm saying. Oh, yeah. Everybody have a great day and get ready for this goddamn uh, can of whoop ass. We're going to open up on a Bengals Sunday. Everybody have a great night. It'll be a great night. Keep pounding, goddammit. Good people. I find it hilarious that, like, uh, C-Dog and G-Baby, they, you know, they have a lot of camaraderie with one another. They have an alliance. But they don't, they, don't, they don't agree on much. No. Dude, let me no. tell you. G baby don't want to hear shit about PJ Walker <laughs> or, or, or about Macarrow, right? About or what does he call like Pip that. Squeak or whatever he yeah, calls? Yeah, dude, he is him. Him and uh, and G baby are two different. I like this people. one comment someone said. So I want to make uh, G baby merch, and I want to have a coffee cup uh, that has uh, "Bro, G baby was right," and then I want to have another one that says "G uh, baby tears." 
And uh, someone wrote in the chat, uh, it was Jamie Revis, his good comment. He said, yep, G-Baby's too busy crying today because we didn't trade away our entire defense for Bryce Young picks. <laughs> I thought that was good because he does want to trade J.C. Horn. Speaking of, can you bring up that graphic of J.C. Horn oh, yeah. and how good he's been? Uh, we're going to the next call. This is the guy that uh, G-Baby wants to trade away. Uh, next call. We got a, just a couple more, and let's get, uh, you know, push along, push along. This is me, C-Dog, 1983 again. My second call, Tony, Cody, let me know if I got a cash at you for this call, and I will. No, no, man. But, we got uh, you, bro. Real quick, my man in the bottom right with the big-ass beard. <laughs> Great. Already <laughs> I call back in. What's up with the goddamn P.J. Walker? Hey, P.J. Walker is throwing motherfucking dimes. I was at the game this past Sunday. He was throwing motherfucking dimes all fucking games. There was not not one point in the game where I felt like we were going to lose the game because I know we had a quarterback that could will will this offense down the field and get fucking points. We haven't had that since Cam fucking Newton. Not goddamn Sam Darnold. Not goddamn Baker Mayfield. Get down my goddamn two touchdowns with goddamn Sam Darnold, Baker Mayfield. The fucking game is over with. But PJ just came out here and showed you, my guy, that uh, it doesn't matter. He's not going to get down. He's going to got them ball the whole fucking game. That's the only reason I called back in. Man. I'm tired of hearing this goddamn PJ hate, man. You know, the goddamn the co-host on the bottom right on the goddamn uh, C3 podcast. Man. Come on, man. Stop that shit, man. PJ is fucking balling. And so he fuck up. Gandalf. He's fucking baller. Like, come on, man. I don't want to hear that shit, man. Man, man, can't, man he didn't even play like this. Right. We got you, C-Dog. Thank you. Thank you for the call. Um, first first of all, can I respond? Defend yourself, Greg. Yeah. I never said CJ was playing like garbage. In fact, PJ. I said he was playing. Yeah, PJ. You've said definitely said well. CJ was playing like yeah, garbage. By the way, was. he's been playing. He played all right last week. He played one good play. Let's let's draw, let's let's yeah. not get too far ahead of ourselves. Um, but anyway. I never said he was playing bad. I've actually complimented him on how good he was playing, and I do hope that he plays well. I just am not ready to sign P.J. Walker to a long-term deal after having one really good game and one decent game. Let's let's look at the stats because I just actually was just pulling this up right before the call. Over the last two games, we've scored more points than we have all year, and we're saying, oh, P.J.'s playing great. Through two games, P.J. Walker has 494 yards, three touchdowns, and one interception. Pretty good numbers. Right. The running game has 370 yards, four touchdowns, no turnovers. So a lot of what we've had in the last two games with PJ playing so well is having a fantastic running game to go with that. Like I said, I'm not knocking PJ. I like him. I would love for him to be that story and be that guy who comes yeah. in. And, but I'm just not sold on signing Shows him promise. a long-term deal yet. However, I want him to be our quarterback right now. He's the best quarterback we have on the roster. And I'm behind him the rest of the year to do really well. I'm just not at the point where I want to sign him to a long-term deal after two games. If he plays us out of uh, a top 10, top 10 pick, guess what? We better be rooting for this mug. Yeah. Oh yeah. And what do you pay him to be honest? Think about that. What if you, how about this is imagine what you, um, what a crazy, again, crazy storyline. Panthers hire Steve Wilkes. Bring back Ben McAdoo and uh, start PJ Walker in 2023. What a fucking story that would be. be crazy. Um, but you would have to Jeez. sign him to a deal. 
Yeah. I mean, I'm you know, I don't, I don't know what that did. No, but like, even if it was a one-year deal, do you give him eighteen million? Nineteen million? Nine million? Nine million? Five like million? No, 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 no. Tell me if you think this is fair. Give him a two-year deal. Give him uh, uh, 20, 20 million. But hear me out. Hold on. Let me let me give you all the stipulations. Twenty million, ten the first year, and this is if we get to the playoffs. And then the next year is like, uh, you know, uh, how about this? I'll say 15 million, but he has an opportunity to get to 20 if incentives, if he continues to play at a higher level. Mind you, this is us talking about if we make it to the playoffs, right? right? right. Now, that that's, yeah. you know, right now, no one would think that, that you know, that's even possible for us. But we'll have to break him off a reasonable amount of money. And one that doesn't tie you down forever. And I think a two-year deal is reasonable. It's not too much. And you could probably give yourself some outs in that amount of time. Uh, I think if that he would gets be us to the playoffs, is he going to take just $10 million? I said 20 If you man, think he's a start, no, well, t- 20 over two years is $10 million a year. Starters making damn $20 million. Easy. That's a cheap starter in this league. But again, it goes back to this. You don't believe it. You want to pay this motherfucker scraps, but you believe in him so much. I mean, no, look, I I think I'm giving him a reasonable amount. I want him to to be the bridge to Matt Corral. So to me, this is a good bridge contract. Crazy. That'd be insane. You better negotiate it before the draft. You're going to pay so, so much more for Jimmy so, Garoppolo. So are I don't you, want are Jimmy you Garoppolo. saying, though, that top end all he is, is a bridge quarterback? I want to draft that sucker. So you're going to reach but, for a quarterback if it's not C.J. Stroud or Bryce Young? What if we're picking four and those two are gone? I don't know yeah, if it's a reach. Point. I don't know if it's a reach, to be honest. I bet you there's some other guys in there that are awesome. Everybody's gonna have problems. What about that Carolina? Everybody says that kid from UNC is really good. He's a freshman. He's not eligible. Oh, not eligible. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I'll let you. I let y'all draft nerds tell me. I let y'all draft nerds tell me. Right. You weren't saying Malik Willis. You You weren't saying Malik Willis at this time. Two years ago. Two years ago. So you'll find somebody. You'll find somebody. You'll find the next Justin Herbert for evidence. Showing you that I was on Malik Willis, even up to two. Not uh, in the top four pick. You would not say you would. You would have called it a reach at top four. Top four picks. That's what I'm saying. You'll find us that. Will Levis and Hendon Hooker. If you take them, you're you're trying. Nobody else is going to come out and shoot up the draft boards. At this point, we know who the who's the next are. Trey Lance. Who's the next Zach Wilson? There's got to be somebody up there. That's what, yeah, it's Will Levis. But we were not saying those dudes' names at this time, the year before they got drafted. But Sorry, you, it was later on. It quarterback class. Oh my god! There are there are two guys at the top that everyone knows the name of, and I'm telling you, if we're what about the four, Wake Forest kid, dude? No, not at all. Yeah. If we're picking three or four, He's good. I like, I if, like we're, that. if we're picking three or four, if Will Levis or Hendon Hooker, everyone is going to say that you overdrafted them. Everyone will. Now well, Hooker is man, doing. Good what if things, they turn out to be great but, though? You didn't overdraft them. 
And you, you know didn't know Virgil is, is like, don't you? Nah, no, you say that about ifs and buts, not what ifs. And the other thing is this is that if you nail the yes. quarterback, if you nail the quarterback, you didn't overdraft anybody. Right. Sorry. Like if they work out, you didn't overdraft anybody. Mm-hmm. Did you overdraft uh, Patrick Mahomes? Nope. Oh, I also did. Did you overdraft Josh Allen? How about nope. how about Mitch Trubisky? Was he overdrafted? Yeah. Yeah, because right. he didn't work out. Any player that doesn't work out is overdrafted, whether in the third, the fourth, or the first. It's true. You're gonna reach for a quarterback just because you think we have to have one. Dude, we were ready to draft Malik Willis and your boy Matt Corral at six this year. People would have said this. What if we would have done that? What would you have what would people have told us? No, but look. We overdrafted. And you would have gone out there and said, no. But look, Malik Willis actually has the physical upside that you can see being a franchise quarterback. You mean at 5'9"? No, he's not 5'9". He's like 6'1". He is not no 6'1". The thing is, Cody, is it so hard because your argument for Matt Corral is the same argument that you're getting upset with us for arguing about, is that the only tape we have to look at is college tape. You're right. It's all we have to look at. But the college tape I have to look at shows me that C.J. Stroud and Bryce Young are better quarterbacks than Matt Corral. It's just it's just what it shows me. You know, yeah, I'm not saying Matt Corral's a bad traits. quarterback, but if we have the opportunity to get one of these guys, it's not a reach because we have Matt Corral. There is no guarantee, just like with those guys, that Matt Corral is going to be anything. Matt Kitt Brow could be the next Will Greer, for all we know. Like seriously, also, that, 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 look at this. Oh yeah, here we go. Look, uh, two comments I got to highlight. One is the next one. Go ahead, put the next one up. Daniel Castor. How about the Brown haters? Cough, Tony. You're right. Now everybody's sucking off uh, Derek Brown as the best defensive player on our team. People are going nuts about it, and all they said was overdraft and how he sucked for the first two years. Here's my thing, Cody. If Matt Corral is as good as you think he's gonna be. If you picked him at six, he would be worth it. Yeah. So that's my point about this is not a reach if you believe in those dudes. So but, no, and look, wrong. and somebody else, somebody, why, why, boy, Big Jordan said, what about from Baker Bottoms to uh, Levis? Well, first, why, Big Jordan? I didn't ask for us to go trade for Baker. When we got Baker, I was hoping it would get bad, and I just got behind it. Yeah, I got behind. You know, I was just excited. I was just like, "Please work, please work." But at the end of the day, I didn't say go draft Baker Mayfield, and I don't know anything about this Levis dude. Oh, the only thing, actually, I think the only thing that, uh, and I don't, I let Cody do this stuff. I think the will, I think the Levis thing, from what I've heard, is that um, it's just because he has a he's a big motherfucker, right? He's like six three, two thirty. You know what I'm saying? Like he's like a run. Right. It's like, so it's just like, so other than that is like, is he has these, this physical, yeah. he looks good in a football uniform while your boy Bryce Young doesn't. Yeah. And he's also not in. All right, let's do the last offense. call. Let's last call. And then we still got, we still got crap to do, man. So let's last call. <laughs> hey guys, it's John. Uh, Tony, you were asking me when I started uh, following PJ Walker or, you know, when, when I became aware of him. Anyway, I, I, I happen to suffer from 
liking obscure football leagues, mm. uh, such as the European Football League, like and the, the USFL, the XFL, etc. So I was watching PJ Walker from game one, and I could tell just, um, I don't know, it was just, he had something that the other players around him did not have. Um, so I don't know, man. Uh, then it was, I think it was like game three. And it's the highlight that is probably his most well-known highlight from the XFL, but he does this little sidearm throw. Um, I think it was to Cam Akers, maybe. Um, wait, that's not the right player. Um, <laughs> but uh, anyway, it was just, you know, the commentator's like, oh, he's got that Mahomes magic. And I was like, oh, my God, you know, he's got his own his own swagger to him. You know, he's got that Walker wonder. So, um, and then, you know, after that, I think the Panthers had – no, I think it was before that uh, we had just signed Rule as our head coach, and so I could see the connection between Temple and Rule and and PJ there. And then, of course, later we sign him, and I'm like, oh, my freaking God. And, you know, and I was like, this guy's going to be a great quarterback. I swear to God, guys, you're going to witness the Walker wonder. And Cody's already calling him that. I'm telling you. Um, anyway. Yeah, that's a long story about how uh, I think, you know, and I don't think I was the only one. I think, you know, Nick's, you know, seeing P.J. in the XFL, um, you know, people shit on the XFL. They shit on the USFL. They shit on the um, a- European a- Football League, F- which you probably have never heard of. But here's a little side story. Cavante Turpin was on the Hamburg Sea Devils, won the championship in the European Football League, the EFL. Then went to the USFL, and I think he was on the. Oh, I can't remember what team he was on on the, in the USFL, but uh, I think it was the MVP of their championship game. He's a kick returner. Goes to the Dallas Cowboys and is tearing it up as a kick returner in the Cowboys. So, you know, got to follow that obscure football, y'all. Anyway, uh, keep pounding and uh, witness the Walker Wonder. I think so. Did he mention Jake De- Jake Delhomme? I don't think so. No. Jake DeLum uh, got, yeah, he was in European Football League and um, came, like, that's where, you know, he wasn't good enough to go into the NFL right away. Mm-hmm. Some of these, this is the, the need for a developmental football league is important. Agreed. Um, it's the problem is, is that when you try to make them competitors of the NFL um, financially, it's not going to work. The yeah. NFL has got to be the one that builds it. Right. And it's got to be like AAA, AA, and you are cultivating that. And the proceeds, the, the money you are making, the bazillions of dollars you're making on Sundays during the regular season, you take a portion of that and you invest it into your own league, essentially, because it's not financially going to work. Without that, they need a backer who benefits from it, whether it makes immediate money or not. And the the NFL is that person. Yeah. Well, the only problem with that, Tony, is is that they already have that in college football, which is free to the NFL for them to have it. It's not enough, though. But here's the thing: is while y'all are naming these names of players that do come out, you're right. These are one in a million. These these are diamonds in the rough. Like. The difference between XFL and AFL and all these minor league leagues and college is very negligible, if any at all. In fact, there's probably some college teams 
that could beat some of these minor league teams, which is why the NFL probably wouldn't invest in needing. But that's not the point. It's about time, Greg. It's not about whether or not that the college college is that role right now and it's Mm -hmm. free for them. Mm -hmm. But the point is, is this is that there are very small rosters on the NFL Mm -hmm. and the window of making a team is so short and a kid that is 21 or 23 um, who's not ready right then might give you three good years when he's 26, 27, 28 and he can grow into that skill set. You know what I'm saying? There are players that blossom. um, They need more development. You're talking After about college. drastically changing the length of, of a lot, the full-time length of a lot of players' careers, though. Well, you know what? For them, they don't care because if they can get three years in the league, that's enough for them yeah. to change their life. What I'm saying is Jake DeLome, Kurt Warner. Um, there are a lot. Uh, oh, how about this? Is Was it Warren Moon? Canadian Football League, maybe? Like he won, like War Moon is the greatest quarterback of all time. All, right. uh, like you know, what I'm saying, like as I think he was Canadian Football League. I'm just saying this is not everybody is pro ready from day one, and we've seen right. that with even great draft picks. And the problem is, is the window to make teams is so. PJ Walker may be an example of this. Um, there are players. Who and I, I, I'm not saying they're going to be the star stars of the league. You know, the guys that the Cam Newtons, these guys, they're going to go and they're going to dominate from day one. But it is the Deontay Browns. It's the they they need reps, they need time, they need practice, they need to grow into man bodies, and they need to devote their time to that. You know, what I'm saying it's just like four years in college between the age of eight, seventeen, and twenty two might not be enough. You know, it's like either it's the window of opportunity is so small. It's the 1% of 1%. That's the thing. Here, why isn't baseball? Baseball benefits from AAA. Baseball invests way more That's what I'm saying. The NFL makes more money. They need it. It's also a much less physical sport. Okay, that's fine. No, but it is. When you're talking about football, and then players going from what, like what, what would prompt a player to go to a minor league team? Because if you're playing college football, you're already putting your body through the hells of a college football schedule. Well, one, they so get what, paid. Would, yeah. But, yeah. But one, they get paid. Just, so, uh, so many athletes uh, opt into baseball minor leagues, then go into college. So in your number mind, one, number two is this, it's more about drafted. even people coming out of college who aren't going to get drafted, who could get drafted if they had two more years. Yeah. Or, or it could just be some people, like you said, Tony, they get paid. Maybe some people know they're never going to make the NFL, but I know I'm pretty damn good at football. And if I can make $200,000 a year to play on this minor league team, I will. It I mean, would some help. People may Look, just settle for that. We need a developmental league. There's only 53 okay. men on a roster. We've been to training camp and the training camps. I'm sorry, man. The bubble is only two or three people. Mm-hmm. 88, yeah. 84 on the roster is not going to make it. No, it's just, look, even if you look at college rosters, they have double the people. They have double the people mm-hmm. on the roster. Yeah. And so but what I'm saying is this, is that they play big time football. You're... 
I get what you're saying. I think that you're overestimating the amount of people that are actually going to be able to make a legit fear league for the NFL. How about this? Is how do you cultivate kickers then? I mean, I don't know. Is that the only reason you're doing it? Is just for no, kickers? no, like, no. That's just one example. Um, how about a? I mean, there's come on, people. There's college. got. There the are double A is the minor leagues of the NFL. But what I'm saying yeah. is this is those kids are done by 23. Yeah. They're done. I mean, and you they don't know. Look, man, I mean, like, when did you grow home. into your people don't even grow into their man bodies by that time? People are idiots. Do you know what your mental capacity? You're not a pro. Look, do you have like if you my mental ability when I was 21? Like my responsibility, my like maybe it wasn't like maybe I overestimate what I am now, but like we put so much pressure, so much this on this. Like it's sorry, man. A nineteen-year-old kid is a kid. Yeah, but I mean, I can say that about myself at thirty-three too, man. Well, like I, I you know, I'm almost forty. Man, if I went back I'm to graduate not. school right now, I would be published. Like I would dom like I mean like yeah, I was yeah, at, and I had exactly. a four zero in graduate school so like I mean I did very well in graduate school but if I could go back to school at this point in my life when I'm more mature more co- like this mm-hmm. and that and I've got more experience I fucking dominate right what but I'm just could, saying could, is you, this could you play is physically th- like you could like right now as you could no, then I'm just saying a kid at twenty three if he can't get drafted may not just completely be out of it I hear you. Like, it's I mean, like, if you don't get drafted, you ain't it. And there's yeah, really I, so, of it's so small. And look, PJ Walker is a great example. You're fucking ready to call PJ Walker a fucking franchise quarterback. You're ready to give him a two-year deal. And this motherfucker did not get drafted, has not been on any teams. You know what I'm saying? He's the, the, the example. He is the reason you need a developmental league. I, I just I, I agree yeah. with Cody. I just don't think there's enough players to justify that. And if you're saying, well, this person who played in get college rid of PJ and then got he's got to go and got to go in the NFL. Now we've got well, to give him another PJ chance. How many walkers are you expecting there to be out there? Well, Tony? how many like, chances are you going to give him? Is my question. Like seriously, like, like if they can't cut it in the NFL, you make another 50, lead to give him another chance. That's worth if it. If they can't make it, then you make another lead to give him another chance. Like either how about this? What if you could be bringing up linebackers? Thing. How about linebackers? A linebacker, man. AJ Klein just got traded. Fine, but to here's the thing, Tony. A lot of these, but these uh, minor league teams for baseball, like right here, the Charlotte Knights, they're a feeder team for the Chicago White Sox. So uh, how are you going to do it? If the NFL is going to have say so over this, is every team going to have to buy their own like semi pro? Where do they put them? Where do they play them? There's so much that, that would goes be great. Why not? But there's so much that, that goes into this for sure. such a small number of players. You the know, terms just not there. Yeah, that's a lie. I disagree. If you can this name me right now off the top right of your head, 10 players off the top of your head, then Jake I, then I DeLone, say you may have a valid argument. PJ Walker, uh, Demir Bird. Um, Shy Bird, Smith. How about this? What I'm if you could do this? How are, about this? Players, oh, man. here, here's a here's one for you. What if you could draft players like Matt Corral and say this? We're gonna put them in this league for a year. No, oh, fuck that. Why would they, why why would I or Matt Corral want to do that? 
uh, because your boy Trevor Lawrence is the greatest fucking uh, quarterback so in the history of the world. So, yeah, no, no, like about a bunch of other shit that has nothing to do with. What no, we're not at all. You're is that could it not benefit Trevor Lawrence? How does sitting behind? How does sitting behind a player? Like you don't want, all right? So you're like, oh, what if Patrick Mahomes could go and take snaps? I just, like I said, Tony, reps. You said he needs reps. I just feel like there's got to be a cutoff point at some point in time, man. Like, where where do you draw the line? Okay, you played in college, you made it the pros, you didn't cut it in the pros. Why? How many people do that in that AAA? So many people go to AAA and don't make it. But guess what? Exactly, it still serves a greater good and you're talking about an uh, uh, entity the nfl you you know what you want college to do it fuck y'all man the taxpayers gotta pay for it college is already doing it that's what i'm saying i think that we should outlaw college sports at this point i know we should get rid of college sports period that's what you're saying on state schools like i mean like the taxpayer the taxpayer is the one funding the g league for the nfl how about this some of these colleges are bigger than some of these fucking nfl teams dude they guess what taxpayer dollars bro yeah people don't give a shit though i do because that is the bullshit bullshit it's bullshit of Tennessee or Georgia or Clemson or you LSU. should separate it completely from the academic enterprise. The fact is, well, they is shouldn't that get scholarships. Agree. That's the case. If you're going to separate, Done. Them, they shouldn't get Done. I don't yeah. like the tax, but I think the remnants of college football are back from a day where we used to go. Oh, I work at a grocery store and play college football. People have and, that for decades, and it still hasn't changed. No, it's professional so it's sports, not, it's not dude. Right, it's semi-professional sports funded by tax dollars. They profit. Those universities are making profits because of our tax dollars. Yeah, but don't those universities also provide like teacher salaries and and scholarships? No, they don't get no money from them. Them that sports shit. Only thing they get is increased enrollment. They try to tell you. But you know what? If you okay. look at every huh. financial, there's only like 10 college football programs that make money. Yeah. There's only like 10. This is tax. Man, it's socialism. So, you know what? If you want to go like, no, it's true. It's true. You want to, you know, if you want to be a capitalist, we should. We, it is. If you want to make, uh, if you want to, if you're a purist, and for capitalism and a conservative, you should be making the NFL do this. Because if you're going to make college, the taxpayers paying for the NFL's developmental football league. Vote Boom. Blue, no matter who. It's true. It's true. Oh, no. Nah, it's on now. Now you're in trouble, uh, Cody. I'm in trouble with shit. You're in trouble. How about this? Let's move on to ice up so oh, I can no. ice you the fuck up. Oh, I got a hot-headed on this nothing conversation. Uh, dude, there's never going to be a fucking triple-A <laughs> football team for as long as I li- How about this? If there's ever a, a, a figure team... How about this? Is, um, about, I bet you... I'll pay you $200. I bet you that... I bet you an ECU player... I bet you an ECU player has had a better pro career bro season than any Clemson player. <laughs> Out of here. Who? Chris uh, Johnson. Tom Brady. 
Chris Johnson, okay. CJ2K, okay. bro. Uh, 2,000 rushing yards, 800 receiving, bitch. Boom. How many other do you have? How many other do you have? Come on. Oh, uh, David uh, Garrard, Jeff Blake. Ed Reed. You had an Ed Reed? Did y'all have an Ed Reed? Oh, yeah, I don't think so. CJ2K, bro. 2,000 yards rushing, 800 receiving. One of the greatest fucking running back seasons in the history of football. What are we even talking about now? Oh, now we're doing ACU versus Clemson. Nah, because you want to, yeah, you try to try to draw that here. Here's one more for you. Here's one more for you. Oh Oh, man, he had stuff prepared. Here's one more for you. He was just trying to fight. He said that two years ago. If any of you think Gardner Minshew are better than Trevor Lawrence, you're you're up a crack cocaine, dude. He can't read Dr. Seuss, but he can outrun Cody. What you're smoking? It's not hard to do that though. How about this? I can run circles around your ass. Let's go. That's right, Soul Timer. Let's do a 40 time, me and you, and see who wins. Yeah, I bet you it's me. You'll be out of breath before we get to the 20 yard line. What's up? I'm in the best shape of my adult life, bro. Get that Cardinal Minshew bullshit off the screen. Let's hurry up and ice and fools up. Now we have one more thing. Uh, oh, a chemical is good. Oh, yeah, I, I, yeah, you should get iced up for that, Mr. I want to make him a good. Yeah. How, about How many just... rapists does ECU have? Oh, oh my uh, God. Wow. we probably have a couple in our history wow. somewhere, yeah. man. Like, Every by the way, and you know what? ECU has history. Man, we got the hottest girls, bro. ECU sucks. How about You that? don't know shit about this ECU, number one. fucking football takes. How about that? That's mm. how bad ECU sucks. <laughs> What's up? Mm. Man, fuck you. Yeah, fuck me too, bro. Um, oh, don't worry. I'm about to take you down. I got more you for you. Shit. Shut got up. more for you. You ain't doing um, shit. <laughs> more for you. I promise you. Best player. Our best player better than your best player. Boom. Did Ed Reed go to Clemson? Oh, 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 oh two of them. I mean, I obviously did. Ed Reed went to Clemson. I didn't know that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So That's did uh, who was the refrigerator? The, the, the fridge for the. Oh, you don't know him. You don't know him. You don't say his name. Bettis? No, the big no, the line, Perry the, refrigerator oh, Perry. Yeah, refrigerator Perry also was a Clemson Tiger. Um, I mean, my team has a better player than both of any of y'all's teams ever had too. I don't even know who your team. Who's that? Is. Julius Peppers, baby, Carolina. Oh yeah, mm. yeah. Toast. But you know what? How about this? I went to my school, bitches. Yeah, I tried. <laughs> All right, uh, let's do these ice up picks. I got a couple of them. Said, that's so sad. He said, "I tried." I tried. <laughs> and it, actually, I would have ended up being. I, I had the scores to get in. I just didn't think I could have. I would have. It would have been cheaper for me to go to Carolina than to go to the private school that I. Went yeah. To. Oh, totally. <laughs> like, best like, I, I uh, best so bargain stupid. in North Carolina. If you're, yeah, uh, I was young and stupid and doing it by myself. You know, so too conservative too. All right, let's ice some of these pools. Uh. I'm mad. Uh oh. Oh god. Oh, uh, you'll get happy. You'll get happy the same way you got mad. Why? Yeah. You gonna make fun of yourself, bitch? No. Damn. Oh, I know. I fe- oh, I'm like Joey like coming after this. Ponytail. Um. So um. You guys, by I the way, you said you had five of them. Why don't you like hurry up? Or oh, something? you want me to go oh, first? Yeah. I didn't know you want me to go first. Yeah, okay. I, mine's an easy one. Me? Or whoever wants to go first, man. 
Gosh. All right. All right. So here. Oh, gosh. She, she has this dancing. one. Maybe she should Hold go on. first. What'd you uh, say? All right. Here's I my first she one. She has dancing. Maybe he should go first. Oh, here's no, my I... first one. This is my first one right here. Don't play um, TikTok music. This is this uh, kid's uh, Halloween costume. Oh, God. Oh, dude. How are people still doing this shit? All right. So he. <laughs> So this kid went as Michael so Jordan. This kid is went as Michael Jordan. Dude, how? Oh my! God. And what uh, so the oh ISO pick God. is clearly <laughs> to the parents. But the other thing is this: is like, have you ever seen? I've never seen blackface to this degree. Like, first of all, how do you even do it? You know what I'm saying? Like, is like I'm too lazy to overdress for Halloween. But like, You're honestly, putting your child in danger. <laughs> yes, yes. Oh no, totally parents. I'm just saying this is like, uh, but this is over the top. And if you go so over the top, why didn't you go and do the hands in the neck too? Yeah, mm-hmm. it's like I mean, if you're going that far, dude. Uh, so that's my first oh my ISO God. pick. I that told you, dude. dude, that shit is crazy, bro. Um, dude, holy see. shit. I was not prepared for that, by the way. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I, you didn't see that one? Uh, you see no. everything before I see it on the internet. No, I, I swear to God, I never saw that shit. I know. It's fucking what crazy, dude. God. Like, All right, so here's another one. Uh this dude's it's now I don't believe that I, I some of these I just don't believe on the internet. You know what I'm saying? This guy posted on Facebook or Twitter or whatever. Yeah, Twitter. He said, uh, this dude stole my laptop and then sent me an email using my email. And it says, Bro, how is it? I know I stole your laptop yesterday. I need the money as I have been struggling to make ends meet. I see you are busy with a research proposal, I've attached it. And if there are any other files that you need, please alert me before Monday at noon because I have found a customer. Oh, how nice. That one made me laugh. That one made me laugh. Do you see this right here? This lady who dressed up as Ann Campbell. Oh, I, I saw look at this. Like, this has got some layers to it. I don't Dan know if Campbell I like it or not. Dan Campbell with no D. Dude, that's hilarious. It's bro. good. It's good. It's bad. Mad, it's bad. People were, mad, people were like mad at this. I that's don't understand right. why people were mad at this. All right. Here's my next one. I told you I had a bunch. We got a quarterback. Let's go. Can you hear that? Yeah. Okay. No, Joe. We got a quarterback. We ain't got a quarterback. This is not an ice up. We this is just sorry. Let's go. First place. First place. And then we lost. Oh, Poor man. Poor guy. That and dude my... didn't deserve that. That dude didn't deserve what just happened. None of us deserved it, man. Oh, my my last que- my last is a question, I guess. <clears throat> um, And, yeah, I think that's all of them. Uh, my last one was a question, and that is this. Have you seen... Um, I want to know. This is just something we got to follow later on. And uh, sorry, my ice up picks are just me and things that I'm interested in. Uh, Brandon Cooks does not trade it today. And then he tweeted this out. 
Don't take a man's kindness for granted. Covered the lies for too long. Those days are done. Cross the line with playing with my career. Mm. So Nick Casario, he's telling the ice up. My ice up pick goes to that kid's parents for not going all the way through with it. Mm. If you're going to go with it, you should have done the hands and the neck. Like, I mean, if you're going to put your kid out there like that, you should have at least gave him a fighting chance. And what the hell did you use to do it? Like what Cold. kind of makeup do you even Cold, use? I, guess. I, know, I, know. I don't even know. Like, sorry. So that's oh, and my other ice up pick is Trevor Lawrence because he fucking sucks, dude. Oh my god, he's my terrible, dude. You because your takes fucking suck. How about you me? wanted to trade away wrong. an entire draft for a guy oh, who god, can't I'm throw two hundred and thirty yards. I'm icing people up. I'm icing up uh, uh, Tennessee players uh, who are going to headbutt their teammates. But forget that they're not wearing a helmet. <laughs> Broke his nose. Oh, he, poor guy. Did he break he, his nose? Chip his tooth. Like, oh, it, you can tell he felt that <laughs> <A> one. <dick>. Oh, <laughs> <God>. <laughs> oh, it's like, oh, damn, bro. But, but, you know, I, I thought about that too. Oh, that's what I'm saying. I, I thought about that. Like, if I was a football player, bro, I probably. At some point, would have done some dumb, some dumb mm-hmm. shit like that. Like your head button never on the sideline. Someone comes up, and just boom, and just smack him in the head. Oh, well, dude. What's funny is that's a bad situation. If he he have nosed it before and it stuck his hand up to block it, it would have broke his hand. So yeah, it's, bad it's better way, to break you know? your nose than yeah. your hand if you're a football player. What a dick. Ice up. Yeah. So ice up, son. Did you have another one? Nah. Okay, I thought I didn't know you said uh, pussy. You, you want to go? You want me to go? Uh, it doesn't matter. Okay. I was just going to throw mine up there real quick. So my boss the other day, we have, you know, safety briefings at work where they call everybody together and they have, they tell us the safety tips for the day and they go over things that have happened. And, you know, there's always some kind of little snippet he had. He had a little funny thing. He was talking about inflation and how he'd gone to, we have a brand new five guys in my town. Ooh, and he's talking about how he went to five mm-hmm. guys to go get lunch. And he got two hot dogs. $42 later. Bag of fries and a drink, and it was nineteen dollars. And I was like, "There is no oh, that's five way. guys, dude. That's not inflation. I, that's just five guys." And that's it must be because I told myself I was like, "There's no way it's that much." So while we were on here just now, I uh, I went online. That's true. To see if this is actually true. That's actually and, the cheapest five guys ticket I've ever heard of. And it's actually not even true because I got two hot dogs, a little fry, and a regular drink, and it's twenty thirty six. So it was higher than nineteen dollars. That's absolutely ridiculous. Five guys is not that good. Like I've been there the, before. The it's, burgers it's are okay pretty food. good. I've never had I pretty good. Pretty good, dude. You go. We we, we go party. Out, we would go to Bank of America, and we always over party the night before we go to the game. We go to the epicenter and all this, and get drunk and go like. And we one one or two times you're dumb enough to go to Five Guys, dude. It's like twenty two bucks, man. Yeah, and that is like that's hot dogs, dude. Man, you get yeah. a burger, bro. Dude. Yeah, and they're all right. I mean, they're good, but it's like a Cubby's burger. And if you're from Highway fifty five, I don't know where you get what they got around y'all's joint. It ain't that good. No. And they used to they'd be like, oh, we give you seventy two pounds of French fries. Well, why don't you just give me? A regular amount of fries and not charge me seventy two dollars. Hey, Shake Shack right. is the best fast food burger. I hear nothing else. That's an Eastern food. thing. We don't know. We, I don't Cook know. I don't good. know. I've never had Whataburger. People like Whataburger a lot. 
Um, I mean, In-N-Out Burger. Those are all West Coast things. We don't got yeah. those. We don't got those. Uh, you want the best cheap option? How about this? You want a, You want the super cheap good burger? I don't go there no more. My health. It's not good for your health. Ch- uh, checkers. Never had a checkers. Burger. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I grew up with checkers. Dude, that shit is good. Dude, the fries are awesome. You get like, used to like be able to get two thin. for five back in the day, bro. Two for five. Oh, no. Nah. Um, best best fast food burger. Good question. Cookout, man. Cookout. I was gonna say cookout. Where else, where else can you go and get a burger, a uh, corn dog? It's just and, cheap. And 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 it's just cheap. Right, I don't I'm think saying. it's good. It's, it's good and oh, it's delicious. cheap, but it's not. Dude, Shake Shack's burgers are like legit gourmet burgers. I don't think I've had they Shake Shack burgers. Are, they are. They're awesome, dude. The next time you're on this in town. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I was thinking about this the other day is uh does Burger King first of all worst service in the world Burger oh, King um but the Whopper is legit like sure. a Whopper is a legit sandwich for a fast food joint it's ruled I for mean, a month. But what do they do to put that smell in there the Burger King smell is attractive Yeah well, it's I again. I think that they have a lot of mark similar to like the whole McDonald's with their golden arches. Like the only reason that those they are the color that they are is because they did market research and found that that makes people hungry. That specific color, right? Like it's just little things like that that these people do. Anyway, the smell they insert the smell into whatever they're doing, man. There's right. no way their food's that good that it smells that good. Every, by the way, with regard to service, um, I, I it's been going downhill tremendously for pretty much every establishment outside of Chick Fil A, which now is starting to sound like a cult. Because Runs the world. They <laughs> people say that Chick Fil A should be like the government. They should. But it's, it's so good, though. It, they're yeah. so it's, good. No, it's the hurting. service, man. The it's food's so all right. Delicious. No, the, no, the, the food's food really, really good, good, but it's like a too limited of a menu. Well, it's the same well, thing for Chick Fil A. I know I went there one time. That's what just my, we're my, talking about. My kids wanted me to get these chicken minis or something like that, and like I got yeah. like three combos, and it was like forty eight dollars. And like you got to kidding me, man. But yeah, dude, it yeah, only dude. took you eight dude. seconds, and they're but, like, "My pleasure." But, they fucking the clean your windshield. While you're there. Yeah, the Chick Fil A by my house, the line to the drive through is always packed. Like it's yeah. never not. I, the there's not a single one that I've been to that's not packed. Yeah, like, dude, they're no matter, like, they fucking print the money, dude. It doesn't they matter what time well. of the day, which is why, like I sit there, all of the people there are way too happy to be working there, and that's why it's a fucking cult. Like, I have never in my life... They just hire of, high school girls that are, like, in their... Right, but is, is that not a cult? Like, you, it's like, it's like, this, this like manager, Mormons run that this shit middle-aged manager is like, you know what? We're going to hire uh, young, I like their attractive style. teenagers... And we're going to have them gonna, always it, say my pleasure. And then that's going to go with them for the rest of their life. And all they're going to think about is pleasure, pleasure, <laughs> pleasure. <laughs> like, like, anyway. But, but all right, I'll go to my, my eyes up here. Let's uh, go yeah. to you. You know, something else. No, we're no, heading to no, four hours. Say, so do Chick, uh, Chick-fil-A is the easiest franchise to start and own, but it's also the least lucrative because yeah. like in a normal franchise, you have to buy all the shit that goes inside of your restaurant, whereas Chick-fil-A just provides it all for you, but they take so much more of the cut. They print money, bro. They don't, they print money. There's no, their mugs make so much money. They they make so much money, they closed on Sunday. Yeah. All right, good. I'm done. So mine is, uh, so a little background on me. Um, My wife and I have been married for a little over 11 years, okay? 
Congratulations. Um, thank you. I appreciate that. Mm-hmm. And uh after about two years of marriage, we tried to we started to try to have our, our first child. Um, it took like three years, like, and it was three miraculous years for me. Uh, an emotional roller coaster for her. Great years for me. Um, and uh and and so we had our son after a couple of miscarriages, and and even with him, there were some complications. So we were lucky to have him. Um, but then we move. You know, obviously, we we're like son and done. We're good. We started to. We said, you know, we've been easing up to the idea of having another one. And as we already have talked about, I have one on the way. Um, and uh, so we we thought about this for like we're like, hey, listen, if we're gonna try, we gotta try now. We're getting to a point where it needs to happen. Um, and so. We're like, all right, here's what we're going to do. We're going to try it for one month. And if it happens, it happens. If it doesn't, no worries. One month and it happened. And I'm sitting here thinking like, I'm going to be able to do this another three years. Try to get like <laughs> constantly going. Like it's amazing, right? Fuck no. One month. The good news is one it is pump a, it, jump. It, it is a girl. <laughs> it is a girl. So we get the benefit of having a boy and a girl. Uh, so I had my son. He's now six years old. My uh, my daughter uh will be due in uh may 1st so probably around april or may um so it's a little while away but it's uh it's uh it's 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 something we're looking forward to but i'm i seen my 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 my, my boys up because they they did not understand they swim too that. good yeah, yeah like they yeah. on the swim team i gotta <laughs> take my son to swim practice at 6 a.m tomorrow and you your boys are on the fucking michael phelps regiment i know dude <laughs> i can't i just Ice, I'm icing my guys up, man. That's all I'm saying. Uh, funny story about that is uh, when we were having uh, our first child, who is now, he's 14, he's going to be 15 this year. Um, so I was young, and we just married, not too long, you know, a year and a half or something like that. And uh, we're trying for the baby. And the first month, we didn't have the baby. And it turns out we are extremely fertile, too. So, like, that was kind of weird that we didn't think. So... We're fucking like rabbits. You know what I'm saying? Right. And uh, this lady at my wife's work was like, well, the problem is you're doing it too much. You got to let them reload. I was like, what's this lady's name? <laughs> <laughs> I got a problem with this girl. I was, I was like, I was like, what? What? First ice up ever. What's right her there? name? Yeah, that's my the first ice up ever. I was born. icing my balls up and icing that bitch up at the same time. <laughs> to that right. point, to, to Tony, I'll say this: so my there were some things going on with my wife early on in this pregnancy, and the doctor was telling her, "You guys got to abstain for a while." It was like two or three months, right? Uh, and I told my wife, "I was like, what's her doctor? Like, what's her yeah. name? And like, what's her license number?" We're getting her. Yeah, am, we're getting the shit. We're revoked, suing her. Bro. We're suing her for malpractice. Malpractice. She malpractice. Is not, <laughs> she, is, uh, she does not understand the the psychological torment yeah. she's created yeah. in this household. I know. Part of this is about me, baby. Part of this is about me, <laughs> Cody Lashley. This ain't about you, jerk ass motherfucker. What the fuck it is, stupid. Oh my gosh. <laughs> my name's Tony Dunn. C three Panthers podcast brought to you by CarolinaCatChronicles.com, where we are the longest running Panthers podcast in the history of podcasts of Panthers podcast. And I'm literal about that. Not only are we going, we are in our tenth year, never missing a Tuesday night. We got content all week, every week, every week. But look at this. It's fucking. Three hours and 41 minutes. My kid was at dinner tonight. He was like, Dad, how do you talk about this for three hours? I was like, oh, well, you know. And he jinxed us tonight. So we went 41 more minutes, 42 more minutes at this point. Uh, follow us on Twitter. Uh, thanks, Michael Davis, patron saint. 
Thank Love you. Man. All the new uh, today was All Saints Day. Fans. Holy day. Yeah. Thank you, all the new super fans. Um, and also people who listen on the podcast, if you're still listening. Good God, you are the coolest motherfuckers I've ever met. But uh, we switch podcasts, and one of the things they do now when we insert the ads is they do double ads. Let me know if I'm putting too many in. I try to do them every 30 minutes. If, just let me know. It's a new po- it's a new platform. I don't know like entirely how the listener experience is. If we need to reduce it, if you're like, this is cumbersome, let me know. Uh, just let me know. if And, and I, I want to I get some feedback. We're on Spotify, iTunes, all those places. Cody Lash, my arch rival and my brother. Yeah, man. Uh, you can find me at Cody Lash, C-O-D-Y-L-A-C. Uh, like on Twitter, as in life, I'm always talking shit, dude. And I have a great time doing He's it. He's a fool and don't I know. But I am. I'm the prophet in this motherfucker. I bring the fire. And you are grateful for this fire that I bring. And uh, be on the look um some debate things in the work because apparently Tony is not the only one that wants to come at me and tell me how dumb and uh, asinine my takes are. So be on the lookout for that. Uh, Friday free for all at 7. This Friday at 7. But you can join the show, be a part of the show. And uh, I'm still the Panthers analyst at drafttech.com. Check out all my content over there. Greg? Uh, check me out at the Bat Daddy Fifty Two on Twitter is my personal handle, or check out my other show, Geeks Chasing Squirrels Across the Multiverse, live nine PM Eastern. We got to get on this, guys. Fridays, right after the Friday free for all, jump mm-hmm. over to Greg's podcast. Look, all the things we love: House of the Dragon, uh, uh, Marvel stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I got some peripheral and some Jack uh, Ryan season three this week too. Oh, now and you guys are coming on this week. Oh, look, you're expanding you on this week. Yeah. Uh, congratulations, CK, on the baby girl. I have two girls, and look, I know that the son is number one for a lot of people, but wait until these little girls, they will wrap a dad around their finger. It's amazing. They care about you. The boys care about their moms. The girls love their dads. Yeah, I got two girls. Yeah, I, uh, I'm afraid of the. Uh, I'm afraid of losing no out of the vocabulary, but uh, you know what you guys can do uh, to show me some love is just go and follow me on twitter show some love over there um check out the madden simulation every saturday night we do that at 9 30 typically unless there's some uh extenuating circumstances obviously thursday night football coming up next week we're gonna have to figure out something different for that um and uh the madden simulation was wrong this past week uh mainly it had De Niro hitting all those uh uh those uh those kicks and uh that was the difference maker in the madden sim and the real life so that being said, uh, yeah, go uh, go check us out there. Mm, poor what? I'm proud yeah. of uh, I'm proud of CK because I remember when we were trying to get CK to like a hundred followers on Twitter, dude. Now he's going viral when he puts out tweets. Mm-hmm. Let's go, baby. Uh, white chocolate. I think you're more my brother than you are my son at this point, but we are gonna keep up this bastard. Son thing, and I love your profile pic, man. I would rock with you at a wedding. I think we would slay. Um. Uh, that's it. Let's get out of here. Greg, I got to tell you something after the podcast about uh, shorts. All right. All right, C3 Panther Nation. We go four hours. Thank you, with guys. Me, with me, school and Tony's ass. And we did it again. He's a fool. Keep pounding.
Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers.